Blog Talk Radio. Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. All right, folks, it's uh, 6 o'clock, the start of a big-time show tonight. Uh, this is Eugene Benton. Uh, Richie actually has the night off. We get the big man the night off. He has some folks in town, so he's playing tourists. He's uh, showing them around to the great things that, uh, that Charleston area has to offer. Uh, we'll catch up with him and see what his trip and uh, or see what his tourism days look like. I know he's always hosting people on the show. Well, he's hosting some visitors into the area tonight or today and tonight, so uh, we'll catch up with him. Maybe he'll have time to call in later on his way back uh, from downtown. I saw they were over at the Yorktown earlier. Uh, Richie was up in Charlotte over the weekend. Got to check out a UNC Charlotte baseball game, check out some facilities. So uh, we'll see if he has some time to check in with us tonight. If not, uh, the big man certainly enjoys tonight off. This is Eugene Benton. I'm going to roll with you. Uh, the plan for tonight is we're going to recap some things and get ready for the big basketball game tonight. Uh, then we're going to bring in at 6.30, Will Gauls, offensive lineman from Oceanside Collegiate Academy. At 7, going back up to South Florence, and we're getting in quarterback, Lenore Sellers, 2023, big-time athlete, multi-sport athlete, much like uh, Will Gauls. At 7.30, we headed up to North Carolina, bringing in a linebacker, also class of 2023. Looks like he's already getting some big-time interest, uh, and that is Connor Bradley. At 8 o'clock, we're headed back to the high school ranks for the coaches part of the segment with Coach Eisman from Lotta High School. Uh, once we fi- finish up with uh, Coach Eisman, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and call it a night. We want to get folks ready and settled in for the uh, big basketball game tonight. 
And I tell you, it's going to be a good one. A lot of people in the poll that we put out earlier, is about over 80% of you guys uh, picked Gonzaga to win over Baylor. I don't know. I've seen them both play now. Gonzaga does score a lot. Baylor scores a lot. Uh, Gonzaga, you know, I, to me personally, I think it can come down to if uh, the Gonzaga big man gets any way, shape, or form in foul trouble, I think the defense of Baylor, they're great on the perimeter. I saw those guys. They're always long and lean and poking out their hands and arms, you know, swatting at balls, things like that. Uh, so, you know, I think it could be it, it could be a tougher one than I think people let on, or, or are thinking. Um, if I were to put money on the game, you know, I'm going to go with Gonzaga to complete the perfect season. I just think they, they have a great, great team. You could have made the argument early on that, well, you know, their conference isn't that great but they've handled business when it came to the NCAA tournament. And as we know, that's from all conferences. You know, it's just a matter of where you get seated and sometimes luck of the draw. Sometimes, you know, if a team beats somebody else and they get to face you, they've done what they need to do. Now, the last game, it came down to a nail-biter. It was a final shot, you know, in overtime to steal the national championship bid uh, for Gonzaga over another West Coast team. Uh, the UCLA. So, you know, uh, there's no – just like we saw in football this year where there were no teams west of the Mississippi in the football playoff championship. There are no teams east of the Mississippi in the final four. Um, and certainly not in the state championship game tonight. It'll be featuring teams, uh, again, Gonzaga out of the state of Washington versus Baylor. They're from uh, Dallas, Texas. Should be a great one. We're definitely looking forward to that. So as soon as we're done with Coach Eisen, as soon as he checks out, uh, we're going to call it a night, let you guys get settled in for the basketball game. Uh, other big news, speaking of basketball, North Carolina did not take long to find a new coach. Uh, they did mention they were not hiring at one of those uh, find-a-coach firms, um, that they were the athletic director as well as the president or chancellor of the university. We're going to handle it as we figured. Indoors, you know, inside the house, inside the family. That's pretty much what North Carolina does. They walk to the, you know, the beat of their own drum. Uh, they today have promoted longtime assistant Hubert Davis to replace Roy Williams. Those of you who don't know, Roy Williams stepped aside. He retired last week. He had spent 18 seasons at North Carolina, 33 seasons as a head coach. As you know, the other head coaching stint was at the University of Kansas. He won more than 900 games. He's been to I don't even know. I saw the stat, but I couldn't even keep up with those astronomical numbers. Now, he does have three national championships, all were at North Carolina, but he has multiple Final Fours. I believe the last time they won the national championship, they beat uh, Gonzaga, the the team that's playing tonight. But, you know, congratulations. I'm sure it's a long time coming for Coach Williams. Excuse me, Coach uh, Hubert Davis. He's kind of earned that stripe. You know, he's been sitting around, sitting around, you know, as an assistant for so many years with all these great teams. He does have a national title on his resume as an assistant. But, you know, for him to come in and, and, and you know, get that head coaching job, you know, and, and, you know, when you talk about the family at University of North Carolina, that family tree and coaching, let me tell you about uh, Coach Davis. He's a Virginia native, so right there next door to North Carolina. But, he played for Coach Dean Smith. Everybody knows who Dean Smith is. He's got the name on the building where they shoot hoops. Uh, from 1988 to 1992, he was a first-round pick in the NBA draft by the Knicks. 
spent 12 seasons in the NBA. He did play. He did move around a good bit. He played for six six different teams, um, and then also he spent some time as a college basketball analyst for ESPN. But uh, you know, I'm gonna send a quote out. You know, this is from Coach Davis. He said, "Quote: I love this university. I played here. I earned my degree here. I fell in love with my wife here. I got married here. I moved here after I retired from the NBA, and I have raised my family here." I am proud to lead this team, and I can't wait for all that comes next. So congratulations to Coach Davis, the UNC family, keeping it in the family as well. Uh, and, you know, if, if you look at the guy's resume, you know, some of the products they put out, sure he didn't have that head coaching uh, title. He's probably one of the few. Probably, you know, you have to look back, uh, considering who the last few coaches was uh, were at the university. Uh, Coach Gup maybe. Uh, that came in when Dean Smith retired was the only other coach that didn't have that head coaching experience. But congratulations, um, nonetheless, Coach Davis and the Tar Heels. Look forward to following that program coming uh, in the near future. Now, big news out of the NFL. The New York Jets trade quarterback Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. I think we were pretty much, you know, it's kind of shocking about that one. You know, they, they, they spent a big a lot of money on this guy. You know, they drafted him very highly, thought the world of him. Um, but only, you know, three years after taking him in the top as number three pick in the 2018 draft, uh, the Jets trade him for three picks. They get a six-rounder in the 2021 draft later this month and a second-rounder and a fourth-rounder in 2022. So, the Panthers, uh, you know, I, I guess the quarterback woes were there. Uh, instead of trying to take one in the draft or sign a free agent, they went the trade route. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving up a six-round pick this year, you know, uh, to me is in a whole lot of trouble for them. Um, because, they, But they do have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, it's that second-rounder and fourth-rounder in 2022. So they don't know how this season's going to go. I mean, it was a rough season last year is the first season post Cam Newton you know they brought in a quarterback paid him a bunch of money for a year didn't seem like things worked out you know they have other guys on on, on the uh, roster there we all know uh Will Greer is on the staff there uh excuse me on the roster there quarterback um that's what shocks me the most instead of developing some of those other guys it just seemed like you know they traded and gave up you know to me again 21 draft not a whole lot, but that second rounder, fourth rounder in 2022, when they could be in that, you know, second year of that rebuilding process, when, you know, you look at your roster, you maybe you win, you know, six, seven, eight games, maybe you make a wild card, and you're looking at your roster, you think, man, we're only a couple dudes away. I think giving up that second rounder is going to hurt uh, in the long run. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe they have some other trades and things uh, in, in store. Um, but so Sam Darner out at the Jets and then with the Panthers, uh, you know, congratulations goes out to the Stanford Cardinal, uh, ladies basketball champions. Now, if you followed them and you're from South Carolina and you watched the, the final four game, uh, the semifinal on Friday night, you know, it came down to a last second shot. Uh, Miss Boston's shot did not go in. It's been a, a challenging time for her. Uh, you know, it's one of those buckets that didn't fall and would have sent you to the national championship game. You know, so uh, Stanford goes on to win by one point. Well, last night, 
They faced an uh, Arizona team that had knocked off Connecticut. And again, it comes down to one point. I believe they were checking for stats last time I checked, and they hadn't found that any one team had won both the semifinal and the national championship in, by one point in either ladies' or men's history. So, But all that being said, congratulations to the ladies' Stanford Cardinal. It's been a great season. Uh, they had a great tournament. They certainly had to fought hard, fight hard for the national championship as many people thought that, you know, Connecticut, um, South Carolina, uh, Lady, you know, the Baylor Bears, so the Lady Baylor Bears, you know, were the two teams that probably uh, had the best shot. You know, Stanford had a great record uh, coming in as well. Uh, it's just it seemed like the other teams kind of had that, kind of at least had that, uh, you know, the pick when it comes to who they, you know, some of the analysts thought would win the national title. For those Gamecock fans, you know, you may consider it, ah, well, we didn't get it this year. You know, last year we were set to we were set to win it all. They were the number one team. They had won the, the regular season SEC championship. They didn't lose a single game in competition. Uh, they won the SEC title, uh, tournament title, and were hands down, I think, favorites to win the national championship by everybody. And, uh, you know, with that tournament not being played, they didn't have a chance to, you know, play those games, bring home that title. Of course, you know, most of the people that follow the program know that two of the top players went in the first round of the draft. So, you know, in the sense, you know, you kind of look at it as maybe a rebuilding year. You know, but then Don Staley's team comes back and says, you know what, you know, we're the Alabama of, of women's basketball. You know, we don't rebuild, we reload. And for them to make it to the Final Four was a big deal. I thought, you know, they played some great games. I mean, heck, look at Texas. Texas was a great team. They didn't score a single point in the fourth quarter in that game and scored 36 in the entire in the entire game. So hats off to the Lady Gamecocks next season. They have, I believe, four of the top draft picks, come, I mean, the top um, recruits coming in uh, from the country. And so, again, it's not a rebuild. It's a reload. They're going to be reloading again and looking forward to the next season. We'll see. You know, we'll, we definitely know Don will have those ladies prepared. Uh, they're looking to, you know, make it to the Final Four one more time, win another national championship. With that said, though, it's 6-14. I'm about a minute over. So we are going to take a quick break again. Just for the lineup, for those who are tuning in, 6:30. Will Gauze, offensive lineman from Oceanside. He is a rising senior. Lenora Sellers, quarterback from South Florence. He's a rising junior. we got Connor Bradley. Is a rising junior linebacker out of North Carolina, and then Coach Eisen from a lot of high school. Then we're going to let you guys go, enjoy the tournament. But right now, we're going to take a quick break.
here it is, the groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the mood romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back cause it's summertime. And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes She turn around to see what you beeping at It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac And with a pen and pad I compose this rhyme To hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime Back at uh, six twenty. So uh, I tell you that summertime music. I just felt like hitting that on the uh, on the keyboard today. It's been a great day. It's been a beautiful day. Nice sunshine. 
Got out, did some yard work. Kids are on spring break, so we're just kind of doing some things. But I uh, will give you a fair warning. Uh, we are at uh, the outside studio tonight. Uh, we got some things going on in the smoker. Uh, I was just talking to one of the um, uh, coach. He's actually assistant on the equipment up at uh, Wingate, and uh, he's a, uh, a meat smoker himself. But we got a lot in the smoker tonight. We're going to eat well this week. We got a couple racks of ribs. We got two whole chickens. We got some bratwurst. Had some salmon that we've already taken off. We got a pork shoulder. It's uh, it's smelling good outside the studio. However, it's a beautiful night. We wanted to get the chance to get the dogs outside to enjoy the fresh air. So, if you do hear a dog bark, we're not under attack. They're just uh, chilling by the smoker, enjoying the smells and the fresh air. So, it is a beautiful day. We wanted to share uh, this beautiful uh, creation that God has bestowed upon us. And again. I did mention earlier, happy Easter, everybody. I know it's a day late, but, you know, hopefully you got out and enjoyed, you know, the, the beautiful day yesterday. Maybe spent some time with family, uh, spent some time at church with the church family as well. Enjoyed all the all these things that we have, and we're so blessed, for, uh, you know, for receiving. Now, I tell you, it's, uh, I was looking forward to tonight, and I was trying to do my homework on this national championship game. I have followed along um, a good bit this tournament um you know i'm not a huge basketball fan i don't follow the nba there are a couple players i do like but i do like the tournament uh just because i love the cinderella stories uh i love to see you know the the small teams knock off the big ones surely certainly we had that this year you know as we saw ohio state and florida go down and back-to-back nights uh to under uh, lower seated teams we saw Loyola Chicago make a good run again. You know, it's always fun. And you don't know who you're going to get paired up again. I was listening earlier on the Four Letter Network, and I was listening to um, uh, the guys talking this morning, and, and, you know, the question was about, you know, paying athletes and should they get paid. And some one of the NCAA commissioner's comments is that, you know, it, it's not fair to the, uh, I guess, the lower budget schools that can't afford, you know, to pay players, you know, for whatever. And, you know, it it was a very good response, I thought, to that quote in that, you know, if you look at the college football playoff, there are only five, six teams that have really been in it, really had a chance. And and if you look at next year, it's about five or six teams that you think are going to be there again. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And the other kicker is whether it's going to be an Oklahoma or an LSU or Notre Dame. That's pretty much it. So, you know, what what prohibits, you know, uh, let's say a player from University of South Carolina or the University of Florida or University of Miami um, or University of Arkansas or something like that going down to the local car dealership Signing some autographs, autographing some jerseys, and making two thousand dollars. Well, I mean, does that really hurt the University of Arkansas? Does that really hurt the University of Florida, the University of Miami, or Louisville? You know, those guys can go out to a lot of places. I mean, especially some of these schools that are in the very large cities. You know, these athletes that have an opportunity to use something they work for. You know, and, and of course, they don't have time commit to a 40-hour job outside of their sports and their academics. So why not on a Saturday give them a chance to earn some bucks? Maybe that gets them a ride. 
maybe that gets them money that they can send to their family so their family can come to afford to see them play. I do have a major, major issue with the athletes not being able to um, profit off of their name and likeness. When you look at this tournament, you look at the basketball tournament, you know, uh, the NCAA, I think at last check, uh, received around $2 billion for this tournament. Of course they have expenses, but at least no doubt they make a large profit. We did see, you know, so how they spend their money. Unfortunately, uh, we saw the differences in real time between how they spend it on the men's teams and women's teams. Uh, we saw the gyms. We saw the food. We saw, you know, some of the things where they were located and, and the things that, you know, the resources they had. I was appalled. I don't know if you guys have been listening, Lane, were appalled. Yes, come at me with the argument. The men's tournament makes more money. The same argument with the NBA, WNBA. You know, the the highest paying, highest paid uh, WNBA player made something like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars last year, and made a bon or received a bonus of around twelve to fifteen thousand for winning um, the title. Whereas LeBron James received thirty five million dollars um, for the year in something like a, you know a million or so bucks for winning the title. I get it. I want fairness as well. I don't agree with the um, how skewed it is. However, having that fancy business degree on the wall, I understand, too, that it's also a product of revenue. Uh, the WNBA brings in – I mean, excuse me, the NBA brings in more revenue, and LeBron James brings in more revenue. LeBron James sells more jerseys. LeBron James sells more shoes. Um, it is what it is. But I tell you, if you really want to correct that, uh, I last checked at the United States population, it was about 51 or 52% women. Guess what, women? Stop buying LeBron James jerseys. Start buying the WNBA jerseys. Start buying the shoes they wear. Drive up the revenue they make. Drive up their revenue sharing. Then you're going to get the salary caps increased. Buy tickets. Take your son, take your daughter, take your husband, take your significant other, whoever that may be, to those games. Drive up demand, and you're going to drive up the salaries for, you know, as much as you can argue against trickle-down economics, there is some truth to it when it, you know, when it's based out of supply and demand. When you demand things, when you demand more shoes of a certain athlete, those prices are going to go up. Look at the Jordans. Look at how expensive they become from back in our day. I'm 43. You know, when Rich and I were in high school, you know, Jordans were still uh, crazy expensive. But they were crazy expensive as in 90 to 100 bucks. Now, when the new Jordan drops, you could spend, expect to spend, you know, sometimes around 400, 425 for a pair of shoes. But I'm going to get off the soapbox. I, I do understand the discrepancy there. I do want to see that closed. But there's the key, ladies, 52%. Of the population, create demand, buy those jerseys, buy those shoes, buy those tickets, you know, show up, show out, support your ladies, and and undoubtedly these salaries will raise. But I tell you what, at 629, we have a big-time guest. We're about to start rolling with our guests. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to reset the studio. We're going to open the doors, open the phone lines, and we're going to bring in Mr. Gauls right here real quick.
Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. And with that, we got the first guest of the night, offensive lineman Will Gauze from Oceanside Collegiate Academy. How you doing, Big Will? How you doing, Mr. Benton? Oh, man, I'm enjoying the afternoon, buddy. I know you were out doing some things uh, when I was sending some messages messages to you earlier. I'm uh, in the outside studio patio tonight because we got the smoker rolling, man. We got some uh, some chickens, some ribs, some bratwurst, uh had some salmon on there earlier, and we also got a pork shoulder rolling. So, again, you know, it's a it's a beautiful day. Wanted to take advantage of it. So, if you hear uh, Boone or uh, Campbell start barking at, you know, a motorcycle or something rolling by, know that uh, we're in the outside studio enjoying this fresh air. But how's life, brother? How's, how's it going for Will Gauss, man? I know football didn't end the way you guys wanted it. Um, you're a captain, a leader of the team. And, uh, you know, you got that that ugly curse word that came across that said, COVID shut us down, man. As leader of the team, let's just jump into that. You know, how'd you feel, man, and what'd you say to your uh, fellow teammates? I mean, it hurt me real bad, but the, the feel, I felt really bad for the seniors because it sucked for it to end like that. Like, they couldn't do anything about that. It was just – it was a real hard scene, seeing that all the seniors start crying in the gym when they told us that our season's over, basically. It was just – it was tough, and I was just trying to be like, well, I guess, boys, we got to get back for it next year because they robbed us this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, do, I totally understand. I, you know, they're ready to go myself, had everything packed up, charged up, all the equipment, you know, I was ready to go pick up the trailer and or uh, go meet at the trailer, I should say, at the Citadel and set up for that big-time game. You know, I told you a couple of weeks ago there were a bunch of guys coming in, other coaches from around the state. We're actually excited to see that game and being played at the Citadel. But uh, let's let's uh, back up a little bit. Just wanted to catch up with you there, you know, because it was kind of a bittersweet ending. Uh, you guys had a great season, but it didn't end the way you wanted. Uh, so let's do this, man. Let's reset. I know who Will is. Let's talk to the listeners. You know, maybe there's some, some fans out there, you know, some family members, some other teammates, things like that, maybe some college coaches listening tonight. So let's get to know Will, man. How does that sound to you? That sounds good. Um, All right, buddy. Well, I tell you what, man. Uh, uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave the football stuff to a little bit later. Uh, let's start off with your family, man. Talk to us about your family life. Uh, you know, introduce us to your family, and also, you know, a little bit about some of the things maybe you guys do away from the game of football. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I got my dad, Mark Goss. He's a great guy. I got my mom, Gobby Goss. Uh, I, I think she's one of the best moms in the state. <laughs> I got my sister Samantha. She's a she's amazing. She's in college right now, and um, and we just like we're just a good family. We just like enjoy getting together around dinner, just talking stuff. My dad cracking jokes. I mean, it, I think I have a really great family, and I'm really blessed to have such a good family because I know other people don't aren't as gifted as me in that aspect. But some, we'll go on trips and stuff like that. We just like having fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, where's your sister go to college? She's at the College of Charleston right now. She's enjoying it. She's going to be a senior next year. Okay. I got you. All right. So you guys like to spend a lot of time together, enjoy meals, and just hanging out. So it sounds like uh, 
the comedian of the group sounds like uh, Mark. Um, you know, <laughs> I saw true. something a little bit earlier when we were talking, uh, and, and I got a tw- uh, text from uh, your mom, you know, before we were talking about the studio and who uh, Mark apparently has corrected us. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Mark and, and that text message, because uh, that's a pretty big feat, man. You're playing ball coming up in your senior here in uh, Charleston County. Uh, talk to us about Mark and his playing days and what they were able to accomplish. Yes, sir. My dad used to play um, back in the day, as <laughs> he says, at Middleton High School, and they were the last team in the area to win state. And I just think that's crazy. And he always ribs me a little bit <laughs> about us winning state, and that's the goal. But, yeah, he, he, he used to play right guard, same as me. I switch around a little bit, but I play right guard. He played right guard. So kind of a family tradition. I'm hoping to make the state championship a family tradition, too. Yeah, how exciting would that be? Now, <laughs> you know, to be able to, uh, you know, father, son, different high schools, you know, Middleton's no longer around, so that's not an option. But, you know, father, son, uh, you know, with those state titles. Now, I tell you, um, talking about your family, you guys are close-knit. You know, your mom has is, is, been the team mom. They're, you know, going on, I believe this is her second year as, as the team mom for varsity. She's also team mom for JV. Um, looking ahead a little bit, uh, to your college recruiting. Will your parents be involved in your recruiting? I mean, obviously, yes. Um, but how how so? And is there one or the other that's going to, you know, kind of, you know, kind of lean, you lean to to say, you know, I'm weighing this, weighing that, help me sort through this or help me figure it out? Is there, I, um, I kind of let them both know what's going on. And kind of, they'll help me if I need, if they need to drive me to a camp somewhere. They're very helpful about it. And I can always bounce ideas off them. It's really helpful to have my family there helping me out because I know this stuff is hard to do by yourself, and having that support system around me really helps me. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, we're going we're basically saying that you know it's going to be one of those family sit downs at the table to uh, uh, you know kind of parse through all this stuff. You know, once it starts. Uh, you know, kind of following your way. Now, uh, we'll get into some of that stuff later, but uh, right now you are playing another sport. Uh, and it, I thought a lot of people, you know, it's a little interesting. Uh, a lot of the track guys, I mean, excuse me, football guys, they'll do different things on track and field. You know, a lot of the old linemen will wrestle. Uh, tell us a little bit about the sport you're playing this spring and uh, a little bit about how the season's going. Yes, sir. I'm playing lacrosse right now. And I've just loved lacrosse since I was a little kid. Some of my friends started playing. I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And I've, I've loved it ever since. It's a fun sport. Our season's going pretty well. We lost the last two games, which we should have won. We could be, we could have won those. But otherwise, we've won all of our games. And we're, we're, we're going to our state title this year again, which would be the third state title in a row, promotion title cross. So, uh, yeah, so you guys were on the road this week. Uh, I believe, you know, you mentioned those losses. Um, now you're in 3A, so talk to us a little bit about those losses, man. We don't like always like to focus on the loss, but you know a little bit about you know who you played, uh, how great of a team, and what you guys learned from those. Yes, sir. We played um, the last game we played was Fort Mill, which is actually I believe a 5A school. They they beat Wanda a few years ago in the state championship, but we just we came out flat in the beginning of that game, and we kind of let them get up, up, up yeah, let them get in front of us at the end and. I think I think we could have won that. It was a really close. Both of our games, or both of our losses, are really close. It was just by one point, and I think we just came out a little bit flat. And by the end, we were fighting, but it, we just couldn't. We couldn't close the deal. That kind of sucked. And both of these teams are great teams, and 
first across in South Carolina. Both great programs, AC4 and Fort Mill, but I feel like we we could have came out on top if we played a little better, but it is what it is. I got you. Well, so let's talk about a couple other things now. You are playing lacrosse. You do play football. You got all this. Uh, we've seen some of the videos of you doing some weightlifting and, and picking things up, picking heavy things up and putting them down uh, quite fiercely. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of your other hobbies, man. If you know, if I don't know Will Gauss and he's not playing football, he's not lifting weights, he's not hanging out with family, he's not playing lacrosse, what can we find Will Gauss doing? Well, today I was fishing with some of my buddies over um, who live on John's Island. We were fishing off the Stoner River. We didn't we didn't catch that much. We caught a few stingrays that almost got a red, but it snapped the line. But I like the I just like everything outdoors, going on the boat, going outside, just stuff like that. Like going up my dad's friend has a property up in Orangeburg. We'll go up there sometimes. I just like being outside. That's my favorite one of my favorite things to do in life. So being outside, you got property up there, man, you guys do any hunting up there or what? Yes sir, we are. Well, we're trying to get it ready for hunting right now. We didn't hunt deer last season, but that's the goal for next season. I gotcha. Good. So, my man's always – he's not uh, inside uh, lifting weights. He's outside playing football, lacrosse, and maybe doing some outdoor activities, some, some fishing especially. So, uh, I let's move on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does lifting weights. I will tell you, I talked to a coach one time, and I was talking about you. Uh, if he's listening, Coach Jacobs at uh, Lenore Ryan, I said, you know, this is the guy that, you know, comes from a great family, and, you you know, you see him in the weight room, and he's got an old, ripped-up, dirty shirt. looks like it hadn't been washed in the week. He's yelling at the weight as he pushes it out. I said, you know, he's just that dude that it's like the weight room is his cave and the bear's in his den. So, uh, I, I don't know, man. What do you think about that description of yourself? <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. It's making me – think I need to wash my shirts a little bit more, but I I love being in there. I love getting everybody hyped. It's, it's fun. It's a it's a good atmosphere when you got when you got all your all the players, all your brothers in there working together. It's a really great atmosphere, especially at Ocean Side. Yeah, the irony is is uh, Coach Jacobs now is at Lenore Ryan and they are the Bears. So I was just kind of making some jokes with that. But uh, <laughs> let's move on a little bit, buddy. Let's talk some academics, man. I was looking at your Twitter account. I saw you had a 4.0 GPA. Um, have you taken uh, the ACT or SAT yet? And if so, uh, what you got on the uh, score? Yes, sir. I took the the ACT back in, I think it was January. I didn't do as good as I wanted to. I, I only got a 26. I, I feel like I could have done better, but I'm taking the SAT in a few weeks. And on the Hold on a second. Two, Wait. The Let me get you to back up. You said you got a 26? Yes, sir. All right, man. Hey. <laughs> you know, you. I get it. You got high expectations. That's a great score there, buddy. So, I'll let you finish up, man. So, uh, you plan on taking it again, getting one of those uh, training classes or on, what? I plan on taking the SAT. I've been practicing for it a little bit. And uh, I, I think I'm going to do better on that one just because of the format. Because I took the PSAT, and I've done pretty well on the PSAT. So, I'm, I think I'm ready for the SAT. And hopefully, uh, I do pretty well on that. When are you going to take that? Do you have a, Do you have it signed up yet? Or are you just going to sign up a little bit? It's, it's sometime in April, I believe. I think it's near the end of April. April. All right. Well, I tell you, the good news is it looks like with that 4-0 and a 26, man, you're a full qualifier either level. So that's a great time for any coaches that are listening, looking for a dude. Maybe they want to get you in. Maybe they can put some scholarship money on the uh, academic side because uh, that's, like I said, man, that's I studied this ACT and SAT, as you know, with my son, Jeremiah. 
and um, you know, 26 is, is no easy uh, easy feat for sure, man. There are a lot of people sitting around wishing they had that 26. So um, let's talk about a little bit more. But let's uh, stay on the academics now. What's uh, you know, all those uh, classes there at Oceanside? Uh, what's your favorite subject? Um, there, you know, they're in high school. And then uh, talk to us a little bit about what you plan to study or what you're interested in in college. Yes, sir. Um, right now, my favorite, my favorite sub, uh, subject is English, and mainly just because of the teacher. I love the way the class is set up. Miss Smith's an amazing English teacher. I just, I, I'm loving that class right now. <laughs> Who do you have for English? Miss Smith. Okay. All right. So now, uh, moving on to the to the college ranks, um, what are you thinking about studying uh, at the next level? I haven't completely decided yet, but I definitely want to go into business or something like that. Maybe even law. I don't know. I don't know yet, but definitely something business or something like that. I've always been interested in business and kind of see what not, that's what my dad does. So I've always been kind of interested in that aspect of things. So, all right. Well, I tell you, um, both of those, uh, believe it or not, you're going to have to do well with English. So, especially law. Uh, as you know, I kind of kick around with some of that stuff on the side. Uh, there are a lot of English majors in law school because it is a lot of reading, a lot of writing. Most of what I do is reading and writing, or now it's reading and typing, but you get the gist of that. So um, now a uh, thing on that, you know, we, we kind of uh, started, you know, opening that door a little bit to the next level. Um, talk to us a little bit about the school that, you know, you may be looking for. Are you looking for a big school, small school, big market, small town? Um, you know, what what are you looking for you know, when you start to, you know, hopefully, you know, the phone starts ringing soon. If there's any colleges out there, you know, what are some of the things that might pique your interest um, that they may be able to offer? Really, I'm 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 a pretty easygoing guy. I think I can get in. I can get along almost anywhere. I would. My preferences, though, is I would really just like I don't I don't want to go to some massive school. I just want to go to a, a nice, good college. I, I want to, I want a college with some good academics. I want to be challenged a good bit. I want somewhere with a with a good degree that comes out of it. I just I just really want a good college I can go enjoy and play ball and just have a good time. So but you you know that is like you know obviously you'd love to play ball at the next level. Um, so again you know it doesn't so it doesn't matter to you. You know if there's a coach sitting around he's like well I'm in a small town but you know I've got a small school. You know for you. It's the challenge academics. It's the love of the game. You want to be able to chance to, you know, play the game at the next level. Um, so what are some of the other things that you may be looking forward to in the school other than, you know, size uh, and great academics? Or, you know, and let's, we could even talk about, you know, the sport of football. You know, is it, uh, you know, what type of facilities are you looking for? You know, the, you know that big-time college atmosphere or, or what? Do you really have a choice? I mean, some guys don't. I really just want a, a school that supports the program. That's the main thing that I, I would want out of it. I just want a school that really loves the loves loves football and loves supporting the football team. Because I mean, who wouldn't want a <laughs> school that doesn't support the football team? Exactly. Um, so now, let's talk about you know we talked about lacrosse and, and you mentioned a little bit about the uh, state title. Now, uh, your your team you're on, Oceanside, they did move up to 3A. They do have a lacrosse uh, state title. Now, this team has lost a ton of talent from previous years. So, uh, you know, you're looking at the state title, and, and uh, should be playoffs coming up soon. Maybe you can school us on 
on when the playoffs should start. Um, but, you know, what makes you think you guys have a great shot at the state title this year? I think the way we practice – I mean, we still got some great players. That's the thing about Oceanside Lacrosse. The way it works is basically you'll have guys who will sit on the bench maybe for a year or two, and then they'll just – when it's their time to shine, they shine. That's kind of, that's kind of the culture there at Oceanside and, and Lacrosse. And we got a great coach, Coach Harris. And oh, we, have, we have two more games before the playoffs. It should start, hopefully. All right, buddy. Well, you knew it was coming. We got to have that heart to heart. We got to have that tough talk. Uh, we're going to go back to football now. Um, one of the things that you're here, you know, you saw that graphic that we put out there. You know, we got the 49 pancakes. We got your height, your weight, all that good stuff. Now, I've seen your awards, and I've been to some of the award ceremonies. You know, you're a region lineman of the year. Um, you've already been recognized as uh, one of the uh, preseason All-State guys. And I believe you saw that publication that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you're a captain at Oceanside. Uh, I have your grade, by the way. Uh, your offensive lineman, te- uh, offensive line coach, Coach Ravens, texted me your grade for 2020. Uh, I'm not sure if he shared it with you, but uh, I'll be willing to do that here in a sec. Now, everyone knows you uh, for the past couple of years, you've kind of been that spoken, physical, verbal leader. You're the leader of the offensive line. Now, you, you played right guard. You moved all around. You saw teammates this year get recognized uh, for all-star games. And you look to your left and you see two of your teammates that have probably combined 30-plus Division One offers. Now, I know you're a guy. I've seen your tweets. You retweet. You're congratulating those guys. Let's be real. That's, you're probably a little disappointed, you know, that you don't have those offers. So let's just have that discussion. If there's a coach out there listening, let's, uh, let's uh, let them – know who this guy is you know what i'm saying so um how frustrating is it will i mean it's frustrating i just i try to think of it as like i i don't think of it as my mind that those like i don't think of it as my mind that they're taking anything away from me i just think in my mind i just need to work harder than them so then i can get recognized too and get my own offers that's kind of my mentality i just need to keep my head down keep working try to try to see what I can get out and try to just and as Coach Robbins told me, he says, hey, as long as those uh, coaches come for them, then they'll eventually see me and then I'll get my offers. That's kind of my mentality. So I'll just keep working and congratulate those guys on what they got and then keep working to see what I can get. That's kind of my mentality with it. Now, if you're looking at it, and you, of course you've had those conversations. You know, sometimes there's, there's uh, some the tough conversations. Um, what is it do you think in your mind um, because you have the, the stats, you have great film. You know, I was reading the article when you were mentioned for the preseason uh, All-State. You know, you're the guy, you know, you don't always see his pancakes, you know, because he's five to ten yards down the field driving someone into the dirt. Uh, what is it, man? You've got the great GPA. you got a great ACT score. Uh, you've got great film. What do you think it is that's holding you back right now? I really just think it's the height thing. That's the problem. And that's the only thing that <clears throat> makes me a little frustrated because I feel like I can't really do too much about that. But, I, I, I mean, so I can't do anything about that, so I just got to keep working and hope for the best, really. I mean, it's really just the height thing. All right, so let's be real then. Now, I saw uh, a year – wow, a year and two months ago when you were at the Rivals um, Combine. So that means – let's see, January, you have to help me out with J.H. here because – January of 2020, before they shut everything down, and you were at that Rivals Combine. How old were you? 
I was on. I think I was sixteen. I believe just there, sixteen. Oh, all right. So you just turned sixteen. Okay. And I saw that you were six feet and three quarters, not quite six one. Uh, what's your height today? Um, yesterday when I measured, I had I had my shoes on. It, it had me almost at six three. It's probably like six two, three quarters. But right now, without shoes on, I'm probably around six one, six one and a half. I believe. Okay, so we'll, you know, six three, six, you know, six foot three, so six one without shoes. All right, that's, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. So, okay, so about six one without, okay. So now, uh, you know, and, and you think, so that's probably, you know, and I was, I've been to offensive linemen, defensive linemen camp at, at some of the, uh, we'll call it the bigger schools, the Power Five schools. A lot of them look for those guys who are six three, you know, and taller. Um, so, you mentioned earlier that you know you play. You're able to play multiple positions. You played right guard like your dad. Where are some of the other spots on the O line, either that you have played, are playing, or going to play uh, in 2021? Yes, sir. So I've played left guard. I've done a little center in practice, but this year that was probably going to be my main focus. Is I was going to play center this year because we had a great guy, Mickey, who was our center, but he was a senior, so he's gone now. So I was going to try to. I'm probably going to take over the reins there and start snapping it. So, I guess we'll find out who the quarterback is soon here in spring. But I'll just start snapping the ball back there and be center, be the head of the O-line, I guess you could say. All right. So, you, you know, you're going to try out center and see how that rolls, and as well as playing, um, you know, the guard spots. Uh, you know, and also, you know, one of the funniest things, when I was looking at your stats, I totally forgot that you actually play a little bit on the D-line. I saw two tackles, man. Uh, is there a possibility you might play both ways this year? That's always a possibility with me. I just – well, last year it was more just a package thing for teams that run the triple option. But we'll, we'll see what happens in, in summer and spring and all that because you never know really what you're going to play, play until, until the games start. But I, there is a possibility I could be doing a little bit of both ways again this year. All right, man. Well, I'll tell you, so – Here's what here's what's up. So, like I told you, I talked to Coach Rivens earlier, uh, you know, because uh, I'm going to see him this weekend. And uh, you tell me if I'm right here. He said uh, we got 22 games and 49 pancakes. Last year as a junior, seven games, 28 pancakes, 10 knockdowns, and I graded him out at 93%. Does that sound about right to you? And what do you think about those numbers? I think that's a, that sounds about right to me. I think – you know what, I think I think they're good, but I think I can always improve, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Whenever you look back, you can always improve on something. And that's kind of the mentality you got to have. You can never think you're doing good enough because then someone's going to slide by and make you look silly. So you always got to make sure – always got to think you're not doing good enough. And I think I could have improved on those numbers. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at them. I think they're great numbers. I just – you know, I always think I can improve on them. Now, tell me a little bit. We mentioned Coach Robbins. Uh, you've had the fortunate experience. You know, you've been fortunate enough to stay with the same uh, position coach. I think probably one of the only uh, group there at Oceanside, you know, your entire career. Uh, you know his resume. He played at the University of South Carolina, played at a big-time high school back in his days up in Charlotte, you know, had some professional experience. Talk to us a little bit uh, real quick about Coach Robbins and, uh, you know, how you rela- how he relates to you, you relate to him. And what it's been like, um, uh, you know, playing for this guy and then getting you ready, you know, not only to succeed in high school but the next level. Yes, sir. I think Coach Robbins is one of the 
greatest coaches and O-line coaches in the state. He gives a lot of insight. He he always lets it, he always makes it real for you. He he lets you know what's really going on. I think he's a great coach, and I'm really happy just to have him here again for my senior year. And I think he's going to help a lot. And he I, he definitely knows a lot about recruiting. He's been in that college world. He's, I think he's going to help me with all that he can. And I, he, he provides a lot of insight and a lot of guidance, which really helps me get through some tough decisions. All right, man. So we've talked a little bit about Nate this coming year. Um, real quick, uh, 2021, final year of high school. We've mentioned that a little bit. You're a rising senior. Give me one thing you're looking forward to and one thing you're looking forward to improve upon, as you were kind of just mentioned, you know, there are some areas of that. Yes, sir. Well, I'm really just looking forward to playing a full season next year and um, getting a real shot at going all the way to state and winning state. That's my that's my biggest thing I'm looking forward to this year. And um, something I think I could improve on is I think this is something every, every alignment in the country, every alignment ever could improve, improve on is footwork. I think that's something I really want to work on this summer. I want to work on my footwork, and I also try to try to want to gain a little bit more weight, probably get close to that 300 mark. Where are you at right now on the weight chart? Because I think we mentioned height, but we didn't discuss weight. Right now, I'm 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 moving in between around 260, 265. I mean, lacrosse are running a lot, so I think when I get back playing football, I'll probably go up even more. But my goal right now for the season is around 290. Okay. Um, so what's the biggest playing weight you've had? I saw anywhere from 260 to 270, something like that, this past year. I think in the first BE game, I think that's when I was about my biggest. I think I was up 270, maybe even a little bit more. I felt fine. I felt That was actually probably one of my best games, I think. I think I had about eight pancakes in that game. So, I think that kind of scares me. <laughs> I, need, I, need to, I need to keep eating and stay up in that high, higher weight range. Yeah, I remember those days. If you remember, I used to have a running uh, – Back when I was on the staff there with um, you guys, and you know those pancake breakfasts on Mondays used to cost me a pretty penny. Uh, <laughs> if you recall, you know I think Miles was and um, and Donovan were some of the leaders back then, and you know they always held me to the fire with supplying those pancakes and sausage. But um, so let's look forward to this summer. Now we expect a decision on Thursday from the NCAA that says you guys can go to camp. That was taken from you guys last year, and I've been preaching over and over how critical that was to take away rising juniors' opportunities to go to camp. Um, are you planning to hit a couple of camps um, this, you know, this summer? This uh, as soon as they kick in, I think June first would be the first day, and they would run through July. Yes, sir. I am hitting the trying to hit. I am my my goal is to hit a few camps, but I can't hit them all. Coaches out there listening, just. Text me or text Coach Rivens or give us a call or something like that. Let me know that you really want to see me at your camp, and I will definitely put that camp college at the top of the list to go to the camp. So I'm definitely going to try to hit a few, but I'm not going to be able to hit every camp I want to go to, but I'm probably going to hit a good amount. I got you. So if anybody wants, as you heard, if anybody wants this man's services, you want to get that those eyeballs on him because you couldn't come to spring practice, couldn't have him last summer, uh, hit him up. Now I see on your Twitter handle um, – you're able to be reached. Uh, looks like I saw, you know, your contact information, things like that. Uh, I know, you know, coaches have a way of reaching out to Coach Robbins, Coach Call. Um, but, you know, so let me give you your last second kind of pick. So, you know, everybody has that uh, elevator speech. You know, your dad is in business. He can tell you, you know, what that elevator pitch is. Basically, you got a few seconds to give your best pitch for 
why someone should buy a product from you. Give us your best pitch. Why should a coach offer you a scholarship as opposed to someone else? What makes Will worthwhile of that offer? I think my worthwhile pitch is that I will work as hard as I possibly can for you. I will be the first guy in the facility in the morning, and I'll always work hard for you, and I just – I'm not going to slack around. I'm going to be focused on football, and especially in college. I'm going to ramp it up even more than I do now, and that's going to be my one. That's going to be my main focus is football, and I'm just going to. I'm going to grind for the team. I'll, I'll be a great guy in the building. I'll help out all my teammates, and I'll I'll just I'll be a help around, and I'll just grind. That's my main thing. No doubt. Well, I tell you what, man, it's been a pleasure. We're at the 6:59 mark. We hit it almost perfectly, buddy. So. uh I'll let you get back to enjoying some of your spring break. Uh, maybe uh, have a little better luck fishing the rest of the week. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Goodbye. No problem, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, folks, that was Will Gall's offensive lineman from Oceanside Collegiate Academy uh, over in Mount Pleasant. Hey, coach is Joe Call. Offensive line coach is Coach Riven. So what we're going to do, we got, uh, we're at the 7 o'clock hour. We got – Big time quarterback. We're headed. The bus is rolling. We're headed up uh, 95, I guess, uh, towards South Florence High School with Lenore Seller still be coming in in just a moment. So stay tuned. We'll take a quick break and we'll bring Mr. Sellers in. Stay tuned. Now, for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central.
All right, folks, it's 7 o'clock. We're uh, live right now. This is uh, Eugene Benton. Now, I have a superstar who just entered the virtual studio. Quarterback, Mr. Sellers from South Lawrence, man. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good. How about you? I tell you, it's going great, man. We had a beautiful day today. I know you play a spring sport. Uh, you guys off this week for spring break, or are you guys uh, playing some playing some uh, soccer out there? Uh, we're off this week. We start back next week on Monday. I got you. Well, before we get into the football stuff, man, how's the season going for you and the team? Um, so far so good. Um, we've had a couple tough games this season, but um, nothing that'll keep us down or anything. Okay. What uh, position do you play there on the soccer field? Uh, I play striker and goalie sometimes. Striker and goalie. Uh. Yeah, have any interest in coming over to the, uh, you know, you know, uh, kick those extra points and field goals as well, or do you guys have a great kicker? Um, I I think we have a pretty good kicker. If it ever comes down to it, I'll kick them if if need be. But I think we have a pretty good kicker. <laughs> I was just messing with you there a little bit because I train kickers myself, and uh, when I heard striker. I, that tells me you can contort and you can bend and you have good balance and uh, you can you know, toe wrap that ball if necessary. Uh, you got any goals scored this year? If so, how many? Uh, I have 17 goals this year. 17, like one seven? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. that's pretty awesome, man. So you guys are in 5A. Uh, you know, how – when you look at wins and losses, man, what's the record look like? And you guys uh, looking forward to the playoffs? Um, we we bumped down to four this year. Um, yes, sir. I think they take in the top three teams, and I think it's an at-large for the fourth bid. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I tell you, we hit that graphic up because I was trying to find some other uh, highlights for you, man. What did you think of our graphic department, man? I, I saw you shedding it. Shedding the tackle, making some moves, getting ready to launch the ball. Uh, you know, uh, you know when you see a lot of quarterbacks, you know, what do you consider your style of quarterback play to be? Um, I consider myself as a dual threat, but pass first, not looking firstly for the run. But if I need to run, I can run. So you're a pretty athletic guy, and you can run around. Obviously, you do on the soccer field as well. Uh What's your forty time for us, brother? Uh, last time I ran the forty was a four six two. Well, that's not no, that's not a shabby uh, forty time, especially you know for for a quarterback. Um, give us that. Give us the stats, man. Give us your height, your weight. We got the forty time. Uh, some other things, man. If you're pushing some solid weight in the weight room, uh, let let the listeners know if there's any uh, college coaches. I know there were a couple that follow the show here. Uh, give us some numbers, man. Give us some stats. They always want to know the numbers, and then they can check out your film. Um, I am about six two and three quarters. I uh, weigh two fifteen. Um, my bench max is two forty five. My squat is three sixty five, and my hand clean is two sixty five. You said that squat was three sixty five. What was your bench, buddy? Two forty five. Two forty five, and you said hang clean. 
was uh, three what? Two sixty-five. Oh, two sixty-five. Okay, that's not an easy lift, man. I saw an offensive lineman do a uh, three fifteen on that thing, and <laughs> you know it's the crazy part for me is when you throw it when you get to the top. Um, so you know, on the field or excuse me, uh, off the field, uh, what do you like doing, man? Uh, give me some. Uh, you know, if you're not playing football, you're not playing soccer, you're not in the film room, you're not in the weight room, what can we find Mr. Sellers up to? Um, I'm not usually out and about. I'm usually just at home, probably watching Netflix or YouTube or something. Um, or with my brothers or something, because they also play sports too, so I'll probably just be with them. Um, so give us a little bit of background then. Uh, you know, uh, how old are your brothers and what sports are they into? Um, my youngest brother, Malik, is 12, and he plays basketball and football. And my middle brother is, he just turned 14, he plays football. So it's a football family for you guys, you know, with some basketball and soccer thrown in. Uh, what got your interest in the other sport, Matty? I was kind of curious that when you texted me and said you couldn't come on that night because you had a soccer match, uh, what piqued your interest in that? I, and I asked just because I do work with, you know, kickers, so a lot of those guys play the sport as well. Um, well, when I was younger, my dad, because I started playing soccer before I started playing football, my dad said we either had to play football or, I mean, soccer or baseball, and we chose soccer, so we played that for like Two years, I think, and then I started playing football. Okay, so you started playing soccer over baseball and then soccer before you got into football, man. Um, so let me uh, ask you a couple questions about the sport of football. Um, you know, you look at yourself, uh, I'm sure, I'm assuming you watch the college ball, you watch NFL ball, maybe. Uh, who is someone that you look up to, whether it be, I mean, it could be at any level. Uh, someone that maybe you try to emulate your your life or your you know your play on the field after who's that one guy that uh, you know you look at and you probably follow him on Twitter or whatnot kind of see yourself in them. Um, from Cam Newton. So Cam Newton is is your guy. Uh, so. Were you excited to see him back with the Patriots, or were you hoping he would uh, find his way back to the Panthers? I mean, it didn't really matter to me. I'm just glad that he got picked up this season and he didn't, like, just not play at all. Or have to retire or something, yeah. I mean, you know, I yes, remember sir. him coming back in. Um, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to figure out the year 2023, what, he about 16 years old? I'm 15. 15, okay. So I remember Kim Newton, you know, at Auburn back in uh, college days. Um, you know, I had graduated from South Carolina, and there was nothing those guys could do to stop him in that SEC uh, championship game. Then, of course, they go on to win the national championship, beating Oregon in a close one. Uh, so I remember the Kim Newton that, you know, was running around doing crazy things, you know, on, on the football field in college. And then, of course, you know, that uh, pick with the um, – with the Panthers, uh, off the field, what's something that uh, about Cam Newton that you um, seem to like or, or you know, want to emulate? Um, I like his leadership ways. Like, 
with his seven on seven team and everything like that. Yeah, I've actually seen some cool stories, man, about some of his charity work as well. Uh, I don't know if you follow them with that. Um, you know, he, I've heard of stories in Charlotte with kids that were sick and were having a birthday party, and the dude would just, like, rent an ice cream truck and have them show up at the house for the party and, and things like that. I think he's a great, great person. I think he's a great human. And, again, like you mentioned, those seven-on-seven teams, um, did you guys or were you part of that uh, Cam Newton tournament there in Myrtle Beach this year? Uh, no, sir, not this year. I didn't do seven on seven this year just because of COVID and soccer and everything. Okay. Well, that sounds like um, you're uh, getting ready for the season as well for football now. Spring practice is coming up. Uh, you guys got the brand-new weight room. You got a brand-new field. You got that turf so you can run around. You can be a little bit faster. Uh, you know, we've had your head coach on. We've had a couple of your fellow teammates. We also had Coach Armstrong on. What's that dude, man? Tell me, uh, because he came on after we interviewed some of your teammates. Uh, what's the strength uh, program there like, and what's it like uh, in the weight room with them? Um, it's usually very intense, but it's a good atmosphere. Like he like hypes us up, hypes us up when need be. Um, I mean, he just it's just a good atmosphere to be in. What's it also like now that you have that home field? Because, you know, being that you're a uh, you know, rising junior, I believe, uh, you know, you've kind of had seen the old facilities and all that. What's it like, man, now going out of that weight room, you know, when you roll up those garage doors and you see this beautiful field and you're kind of wondering, wow, this is – I mean, is it really like opening a present at Christmas Day every morning or, or every afternoon kind of, you know, when you see all the new stuff you have? Yes, sir. It was it was very exciting when we found out that we were getting it, and then just to see it there is just like very exciting. So, um, so you know, what's your goal, man? You want to be the first one to score a touchdown at the new stadium, new field? Uh, you know, give us some of those little personal anecdotes. You know, like something you're looking forward to. Maybe you guys have talked about. You know, I want to get the first touchdown in this end zone or that end zone, or you know, I want to be the first passing, first rushing. What is it, man? When you guys are sitting around. You and the fellas in the locker room, y'all looking out there, looking forward to Friday night. Um, our main goal for that field uh, is to win. That's the first thing we want to do on that field is win. And, yeah, we talk about scoring on it all the time, like what we're going to do, how we're going to score and all this and that. I got you. So uh, looking for, you know, this spring, Again, we mentioned, you know, spring practice coming up. You know, we're kind of worried. You know, a lot of the coaches were worried we weren't going to have spring practice, you know, this year. Uh, you know, as a as, as a starting quarterback going into the season, you know, as it looks like, you know, for you, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to most out of spring practice? Um, I'm looking forward to learning. The first thing is learning our playbook like seeing like what we're doing this year different and everything and then learning the personnel of who I'll be working with and all this and all this stuff like that. You'll talk to us a little bit about that personnel, man. I don't believe we've had any of uh, your ball catchers, those guys that run out there and catch the balls, these lasers you're throwing. Talk to us a little bit about some of your teammates uh, you'll be throwing to and, and some of those guys blocking for you. Um, we have a couple – wide receivers, uh, 
mainly class of 2023 wide receivers, really. Um, Jabari Johnson, Evan Singletary. Um, let's see, let's see. Braxton Blocker. And then we have Jaden McPherson, Jalen McPherson, Malik, Malik Nolan. That's the running back. Everybody else is wide receivers. And some of our O-line is, as you know, Quay Dickens, Connor Jones, Justin Joe, Nate McGee, and Hunter McCleary. It sounds like you guys actually have a pretty deep squad there at wide receiver. Uh, you know, so uh, I'm not familiar if you guys lost a bunch. You know, when we talked to Coach on, it was kind of a, you know, a list of, you know, the guys that graduate, guys that are coming back. Um, as a quarterback, a lot of those guys, I know a lot of the quarterbacks around, you know, because there are certain times when coaches can't work with them. You know, they can't go out and, you know, watch you throw passes because of dead period. You know, what do you do when you catch up with these guys, man? Are you organizing, you know, some passing uh, or, or uh, you know, some type of these, uh, I guess, like your own, you know, seven-on-sevens with them? Or what are you doing, uh, you know, to kind of keep your guys, you know, in shape and, and thinking about 2021? Uh, sevens or seven or sevens. That's what we that's what we mainly do. And when I have like when my quarterback trainer comes in town, I usually ask like one or two of them to come with me to that. Now I saw um, uh, actually a retweet earlier from a, a quarterback trainer, somebody that we know all too well here at Southern Sports Central with uh, Coach Robinson. Is that who you're working with? Yes, sir. All right, so now that's the next thing I want to ask you is about with him, man. Talk to us a little bit about working with Coach Robinson. You know, I mean, we know his story because he's been a, a friend of the show. He's been on many, many times. You know, he's coached up some great players that go on to do great things. He himself had a great career playing high school ball. Then he went, uh, you know, to HBCU here in state uh, and then had a wonderful career. Now he's training guys from high school level and, and working with guys all the way at the NFL level. So, I'll give you a few minutes, man. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Coach Robinson, you know, your relationship with him, what you guys work on, and uh, what it's like, you know, training with such a great quarterback coach. Um, I started working with working working with Coach Ramon when I was uh, thirteen, I think. Um, he like the main thing we focus on is footwork, throw mechanics reads, types of throws. Um, let's see. Game-like um, drills and stuff like that. And a good coach, like, um, he sets us up with camps and everything. Tells us how to do it, when to do it, what to do with when college coaches do start calling or texting. Um, just stuff like that to help us, better us for the future. So he obviously does, you know, your football training, but also, you know, some of that uh, kind of camp recruiting, uh, things like that. Now, I, I'm sure you've looked at the resume. When you look at some of the guys that he's coached from around the state and beyond and see, you know, where they're, they've they gone to school and even see him working with some of the college, you know, guys, what is it about you that inspires you that says, you know, if I put in the work, this is the guy that's going to help me get where I want to be? Um, Just seeing how – He's changed players from the past and how he's put players in colleges, D1 colleges, D2 colleges, sent players to the NFL and stuff like that. It just pushes me to be better and just know that I can get there too. 
Now, uh, you know, we're talking about that next level, so that's where we're going to go next. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming you, know, you do have a couple years, but um, you definitely uh, are you one of those guys you definitely want to play football at the next level? Uh, yes, sir. So what is it about, uh, you know, are you looking at, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you want to stay a uh, quarterback. Um, what kind of school are you looking for? Are you looking for big, small, somewhere in between? Um, are you a guy that's, you know, wanting to move, wanting to stay close to home? Uh, you know, what is it about a school? Or there might be multiple things. I'm sure you don't want to rule anybody out. Uh, but what is it, you know, that you're kind of looking for as kind of a possible future home if you were to pick one right now? Um, I'm looking at the main schools I was looking at first was like schools that like majors engineering and architecture. That was the first thing I'm looking at. And first thing I was looking at and the top school for that was like Clemson, but it's like, I go fits me best. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Like those, those, school. Those, those are definitely, you know, very challenging academically. Um, you know, what is it about, you know, engineering architecture that interests you? Um, well, when I was in the gift and scholarship program in elementary school, we had a class, like, for engineering and architecture where, like, you can build and design houses. And that's when, like, I really, like, just took interest into it. Yeah, I think um, my, my son, uh, he's also, he's a, actually, he's a junior. He's one year ahead of you. And he's interested in engineering, uh, you know, and that's kind of like those gift and talent classes, kind of what starts it, uh, piques his interest. Uh, you have any interest in like some of these uh, 3D printers and some of the stuff like that? You know, the new technology with how to design things. Uh, yes, sir. That was one of my classes last year. We did a lot of stuff with 3D printers and everything. My engineering class last year. So you're taking some of the engineering classes there at South Florence, man. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about the uh, GPA. What you got? Uh, my GPA right now is a 4.83. 4.83. All right. So, uh, let's see, you're a rising junior. So, are you taking pre-cal next year or is that um, the following year? Um, I'm still finalizing my schedule this year. It's either between that or probability and stats. I think I'm going to take the pre-cal away, though. Yeah, my son took – he. that's the route he went. He took um, probability and stats in 10th grade. He actually took the AP one. I'll give you a heads up. We talked to uh, the dean at Clemson. That's just a little bit of advice. Um, when you take the probability and stats, there's no difference at the high school level than uh, an honors class or the AP class. Now, you'll need to get a three on the AP exam, but most schools will take it even if they take it as an elective. So that might save you some time later on when you're planning on your schedule just because we went through that last year, and I understand Clemson's going to take it for engineering, but as an elective his junior year, that will knock that out. So just keep that in mind um, when you're, you know, looking at these things. So we got a GPA of 4.83. Have you taken the SAT or ACT yet? Uh, no, sir. I'm, I'm planning on taking that this summer, though. All right, which one are you going to take? Um, I'm not sure yet. I need to talk to my dad more and my uncle more about that. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, my kid, my son, he, he took the SAT, um, 
But, you know, we're looking back, we're probably, I mean, he's got a great score. Uh, looking back, we're thinking about that ACT. If you're a science guy, that can really get you some points there. Um, not really sure, you know, I know you like math and science, you know, with the engineering and stuff, but just a heads up, you know, with the ACT, the English is a little bit tougher than the math, you know, as compared to SAT, but you also get a good boost if you're a science guy. The science questions aren't too tough, so keep that in mind when you guys are having that conversation and planning. I'm only uh, not trying to steer you, only trying to give you a little bit of advice just because I've been there over the past year with my son. He's now taken SAT three times. You know, we're talking to Georgia Tech and Clemson for the engineering schools, and they're very, very good. So, um, uh, you know, if you're interested in venturing out of the state, you know, like you said, um, you know, if the Clemson thing wouldn't work out, uh, I tell you, Georgia Tech is amazing, um, and, and they've been really fun to talk to. We can't wait to go visit because of COVID. Now, leaning on visits, you haven't been able to camp because of COVID. Uh, are you planning on hitting no, up camp? Oh, uh, yes, sir. This sun, well, yeah, this Sunday coming up, I'm going to a national preps camp. In okay, so we'll see Charlotte. you then. All right, well, it's yes, at Nation Ford High School there in Rock Hill. Richie and I will be there. Yes, um, so you can help us out. What time What time is your scheduled arrival for that? Um, I think I'm going to go up there Saturday so I can be there around – 9.30, 9.45 that Sunday morning. Yeah, I think um, we have to check in uh, with the media stuff at 9 a.m. Uh, I'm debating, man, <laughs> on driving up the night before myself, man. That's gonna be, that would be a long haul from Charleston. But, um, you know, Jeff, is, Jeff was supposed to be on the show uh, from National Preps last week. Uh, we had a little bit of server issue. Our server is hosted out of California. But, um, you know, with it being such a very um, exclusionary camp, They've only invited, you know, guys that they identified as some of the top players. And I'll give you a heads up. Two guys that are a year ahead of you will be there, both from Columbia. Both are elite 11 quarterbacks. What's it going to be like for you finally getting that big showcase opportunity, knowing that there's some, you know, elite 11 ballers in my state as well as some other, you know, great athletes. Uh, you know, what's it going to what, – what's it, what's it – what are you looking forward to um, – you know, as far as the excitement of that opportunity to go out and compete with guys, you know, from around the state who are very um, talented, and, you know, but a, a year ahead of you. Um, I'm just, I just look, I'm gonna just look forward to like seeing like what I can work on to be there. It's just like it's just another chance for me to compete with somebody else that's older or same position as me. I got you, man. So um, now uh, let's focus a little bit on, on this coming uh, fall, 2021. You guys didn't have a full season, you know, and for the stat guys, you know, I get it, man. You know, quarterbacks like to have a lot of touchdown passes and not too many interceptions. They like to, you know, run for some yards, get some first downs, get some, you know, because stats do matter at the end of the day. People can say stats don't matter. But ultimately, one stat does matter, wins and losses. We get that. You win games means you probably had good quarterback play. Everybody knows that. Look at the NFL. They, you know, the Tampa Bay was an okay team. They bring in Tom Brady. They win the Super Bowl. Quarterback play matters. Stats matter. Now, to get stats, you know, you got to play some games. You know, are you looking forward to the, having that big, you know, that 10-game schedule with the full playoffs? 
uh, you know, and, and what are your, some of your goals for that? You know, whether it be, you know, stat-wise, outside the wins and losses, we don't want to make it sound like you're a me-first guy. We know you want to win games. We know that you want, you know, you want to win for your team. But, you know, your individual goals, you have to have some of those too. So what are some of your individual goals, whether it be stat-wise or whatever, uh, for fall 2021? Um, my main goal is to lead the team to, into the playoffs this season. Um, we've kind of had a little bit of problems with that in the last couple of seasons, but this year I think we can go. Um, I'll say about 1,500 passing yards and, and – 600, 700 rush yards this year. Just a bump up from last year. Okay, so about 1,500 yards passing, and would you say about six, 700 yards rushing? So 2,200 yards of offense. That means you know if you play a 10 game schedule, man, that's about 200 yards you know plus a game. That's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, so let's look for let's look ahead now. We're talking about college camps. We got the national showcase coming up. Uh, you know, are, are there some college camps you're looking forward to uh, getting out there, or is that part of your plan for June, uh, mostly June, but I know some are in July, like UNC. Um, you know, is that something that's on your radar, some of these going to visit these college campuses and throwing for these coaches? Uh, yes, sir. I'm going to some USC, some UNC camps this summer, um, also some USC camps. Um that's all I really know that's finalized camp basis for this summer. So that's just what I'm looking at right now. But it's when they, when other colleges release their camp base, I'll be sure to uh, pick some of those camps and go to those too. Now I have, uh, you know, I, we, I don't believe we asked him, uh, Coach Marlowe, when he was on the show, but, um, you know, have any colleges reached out that you're aware of? I know, you know, until your junior year, they can't necessarily call and, and text you, but, uh, you know, has he told you, you know, that he's been hearing from people about you and has some interest in you? Um, yes, sir. I know he says Clemson has called him this past season. I can't think of the other ones that he said, though, but that was the main one. Okay, okay. Well, hey, that's a big-time program, man, in state, man. They don't, they don't just offer anybody and they don't show interest in a lot of kids. I tell you that uh, one of the best offensive linemen plays at a school that I was with at Oceanside. He has uh, probably 40 offers. He's uh, a rising junior like yourself, um, and, and Monroe Freeling. He's six foot seven, 280. And he has offers from everybody from Oregon, you know, uh, to Notre Dame, uh, but not Clemson yet, man. They don't offer until they see you in person. And uh, I coach kickers, as I told you. There's there are two positions that only get offers. Once uh, Coach Sweeney sees them in person, that's kicker and quarterback. So, good luck to you, man. Um, I tell you what, man, we run up on 730. It's been great catching up, great getting to know you. You're a great athlete, man. I'll definitely be tracking you uh, going forward, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you.
now back to Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at 323-784-9681. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Folks, we are at the 7.30 mark. We're almost, uh, I would say, halfway through the show. But what we're going to do tonight again is uh, we're having this uh, young man. We have just pulled up into virtual studios. The bus is parked out at um, in Monroe, North Carolina, Union Academy Charter. We're bringing in for the first time Mr. Uh, Connor Bradley. He's a big-time linebacker in the class of 2023, the rising junior. Looks like when we were following the Twitter feed, uh, Already has some big time interest from some big time programs, but we'll let him talk about that in just a second. Uh, as of right, you know, for right now, what we're going to do is we're opening up the bus, man. We got the door open. Uh, what's it like, brother, to have you on the first time, man? Uh, what's going on in the state of North Carolina? You guys playing some football? Yes, sir. Uh, it's been awesome. We got our last game this Thursday at 7. Last game. How's the season going for you guys? Well, it hasn't gone the best. Um, we're one and four currently, but I think it's just a growing season. Okay, so maybe uh, you guys lose a lot of talent off of last year's team. Is that something that uh, you know you guys have had to fight through, kind of a rebuilding effort or something like that? Oh yes, sir, tremendously. Oh well, they all have those, man. I mean, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows with talent levels, and you know, sometimes. Uh, People move or people move into your area, move out of your area, things like that. But um, talk to us a little bit about uh, Union Academy Charter, because uh, I coached at a charter high school in South Carolina for a couple years. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, your high school. Um, uh, I get it that it's in Monroe, North Carolina. You know, kind of educate the uh, listeners as to where it is and, and where what you guys do there at Union Charter. Um, so we're a charter school in Monroe. We're only about 20 years old. We were recognized as a national school of character in 2016. So it's pretty good. We're not the biggest school. We're in one double A, but we do have a lot of talent, not just in football, but other sports too. I got you. Uh, do you play other sports? I didn't see any other thing. That, uh, I saw football and I saw a lot of your football film. Uh, what other sports uh were you interested in either in growing up or currently playing? Uh, I'm going to be playing baseball this spring. Okay, what position? Uh, third base in center field. All right, so he's pretty athletic. You must have a good cannon on you. So you can track balls I down. I try. You can track runners. <laughs> and then throw it across the diamond, man. Um, what got you into the, the sport of football? Uh, growing up, when I was going into high school, there were guys like Sam Howe, 
that was his senior year, and uh, he got a lot of interest. And uh, his mom actually works at uh, Union Academy Charter. And, okay. Uh, That's the quarterback up there at mm-hmm. UNC, correct? Yes, sir. He's having an amazing season. I tell you, man, we had someone on in the Charlotte area as a big-time sports writer um, and said, you know, not only is he amazing, he's an amazing dude from an amazing family, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, the North Carolina has been able to ride now this for two years because uh, he's expected oh, yeah. probably the first quarterback drafted this year. You know, so there's a receiver mm-hmm. that just signed old from Myrtle Beach and J.J. Jones, and a lot of that had to do with who was throwing him the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an amazing quarterback. I got you. So, uh, is it someone? Is he someone that you uh, know well? Had a chance to, uh, you know, play some ball with, or, or uh, you know, I get it. You're, you know, didn't play in the same high school team because he's a couple years ahead. But you know, maybe he's a local dude from the community that you guys had a chance to kind of meet and get to know. Yeah, he was just someone you always look up to. Hear about. Um, I was really good friends with his uh, personal quarterback coach. And so I just got to, you know, just meet a lot of the guys there, and I just fell in love with the game ever since then. Now, looking looking at, you know, your, your Twitter handle, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, I've seen some interest from some college programs. How exciting is that for you, uh, you know, seeing some of these things on Twitter, you know, going into your junior year where, you know, you, you, you kind of already feel like you kind of get a little bit of buzz. Maybe it feels like, wow, you know, I keep working hard and I'm – you're kind of seeing, you know, the, the, the seed grow, you know, that you've planted over the years. Uh, you know, what's it feel like when you kind of see one of those edits that's kind of got your name on it? It's an amazing feeling. It's almost like like it's, like, too real to be true because, like, a year or two ago, it was, like, something so far out of reach, and now it's already happening. So it's just probably one of the best feelings I've ever had. Now, um you play both sports. Uh, what are you looking at for the next level? Are you looking at football, baseball, maybe even both? Not sure yet. Well, if uh, mostly football, but if the baseball coach at any college wants me to go and play, then I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay, so now to get to the next level, you got to have great academics. If you don't yes, qualify, sir. you can't play. You can't play, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You, I mean, you can be the best yeah. linebacker in the history of football, but if you don't do well enough on an SAT, ACT, you don't have the GPA, you can't get in. Uh, so talk yes, to us sir. a little bit about your academics. Give us your GPA. You know, if, you have, if you've taken one of those tests, um, you know, and you want to put the score out there or if you, you know, kind of got one set up in the future, let us know about that. We haven't had it yet. I don't know if it's just my school or because of COVID, the uh, like the ACT or SAT. But I do right. have a three point nine GPA, so I try to try to get that into the fours this year and next year, hopefully. Okay. Um, so you're taking? Uh, I got it. You're going into junior year. Any chance of getting those APs or college classes on the uh, schedule coming up? That's the plan. Not a, not right now, but hopefully. Okay. All right, so what are you looking at studying at the next level? Have you thought about that? Any, you know, is there something that interests you? You know, uh, maybe you want to be an English writer. Maybe you want to be an engineer. Maybe you want to be a scientist or a doctor. Have you thought about that? At the, you know, kind of looking forward to I maybe think, what you want to do or what you're interested in? I think a business degree would benefit me the most because it just has everything I'm looking for, what I want to do after college. I want to uh, be a business owner and just be in that field of work, really.
I got you. So you want to study business, uh, and, and you know, are you looking forward to a small school, big school? Is there something you know, kind of when you look at looking at ahead of time, you know, you know, maybe you can see yourself playing anywhere. You don't really want to narrow that down, but um, you know, is there something kind of like if you know, if I were to recruit you, I'm at you know, big school, small school. You know, what is it that that you're looking forward to, or or, or think that you would be a good fit for? I think I would be a good fit for any school. Really, it doesn't matter the size. Um, and I don't. I think any size school is just amazing to me. I got you. So you doesn't matter what size, as long as they have a good business program and set you up for life. Uh, you know, after football. So now looking, you know, thinking about this business, you know, and it's a general degree. So you can do a lot of great things with it. Uh, is there something that mm-hmm. you're specifically interested in? Maybe real estate, accounting, finance banking or you're not really sure yet um i think really all the things you just named is what i'm interested in Um, my mom is a real estate agent so i do have a a love for real estate i guess you could say that sounds good now you mentioned your mom so we want to talk a little bit about some family time here um talk to us a little bit about the family man they're usually your biggest supporters whether you do well or or don't have such a great game uh, talk to me a little bit about the family. Introduce, you know, the listeners and, and myself uh, to mom and dad, any siblings, you know, those folks that are cheering the loudest on Friday night. Yes, sir. Um, my father, he played at Fork Union Military Academy up in Virginia, then went and played football at Wingate University, which is about 15, 20 minutes from Monroe. Um, my mom, she's from Charlotte, North Carolina, went to Wingate, um, got her Spanish degree. And that's where her and my dad met. And then I have one brother, Hayden, who's 18, also plays football and baseball with me. And I got a younger sister, Bree Bree. She's 12. All right, so two siblings. Is a uh, little sister an athlete as well? Oh, yeah. She she has a size to be an amazing <laughs> basketball player. She's already about 5'10". <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. The reason why I was laughing is because, uh, you know, I had a blended family for years, and, and uh, the little girl was the youngest of all three. And all three boys did everything from football and baseball and wrestling mm-hmm. and basketball. And she was mad that we wouldn't let her play tackle football. I mean, she was just, <laughs> she was always, always said she was the most mentally strong of all the kids. And I guess you have to be, mm-hmm. you know, growing up with, uh, older athletic brothers, but, um, you know, oh, so, yeah, you got, uh, to be. So you got, <laughs> you got everybody there. You got your brothers, you got your sister, you got your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Who, who cheers the loudest? Who can you hear from Probably the mom? <laughs> it's, it's always mom. It's always mom. Maybe you even had a bad play or a bad game that, you know, still kind of fixes your favorite thing to eat kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so looking forward to this summer you guys you're in a prime spot here in a great location not too far from the charlotte area um you know are mm-hmm. you looking at hitting some camps this summer uh and if so you know maybe there are a couple that's already uh you know you either got lined up or in mind yes sir um mostly college camps if they still have them i was going to go to the ohio state one last year but it got canceled due to covid right now, I will tell you that we expect the ruling to come down Thursday on um, college okay. camps. We do expect them to have them. Uh, so now that you follow, as well as your coach, Southern Sports Central, we'll definitely 
you know, put that out there once we get confirmation. Um, that's really mm-hmm. cool that you mentioned Ohio State uh, because uh, I was actually supposed to be at that camp as well. Um, I specialize in training kickers, and there was a young man that um, really pretty highly ranked, and uh, we were headed up to the Ohio State camp. You know, it was canceled. Uh, I think, you know, we were planning to go probably the week before. Um, his dad, his granddad both went to Ohio State, and uh, I took my son up because we were looking mm-hmm. at the engineering school. We were looking at the engineering school. It is really awesome. Um, oh, really? I tell you, that campus, the campus, over the past year, I've visited two largest campuses, two of the three in the nation, and that was Ohio State and Central Florida. Um, Ohio State offers a great business degree. It offers a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, the college town's really neat. I don't know if you – have you had a chance to visit Columbus? I have not, not yet. Okay. All right. So maybe if Ohio State's on the list and we can get to Ohio State, uh, is there any other uh, – programs you're hoping to check out at least you know maybe stop by for a camp or at least kind of tour this summer um mostly all the colleges in north carolina chapel hill duke and nc state are at my top three for north carolina right now i got you yeah coach uh mac brown looks like he's having some of his camps in july i don't know if you've seen the yeah. uh, uh things they post out there i'll definitely be at the july i think it's july 25th for the specialist camp mm-hmm. i have um a kid coming up for that one. So looking forward to it, man. I've never actually met Coach Brown, um, but we're definitely looking forward to that one. So, um, you know, you guys have an unusual thing going on. You're playing football, and that's not spring practice, but you're playing games Mm -hmm. in the spring. What's it like? Uh, It's different. You know, it's like 630, (laughs) still light out compared to the fall when it would already be starting to, you know, get dark and stuff. But, it feels better than the fall when it was in November and stuff and it was getting cold. It's, like, cool out now. Now, I saw um, a game recently in North Carolina, and it was a little bit east of you, up in the mountains, and it was snowing. I think that's the go really? That has to be one of the most unusual things, um, huh. you know, for high school guys to play in, you know, in the south. Now, you know, for the yeah. guys up in Ohio, I'm sure they've probably seen it guys that play in upstate oh, New yeah. York. I have a good friend up there. They've seen it. But for you guys to see, you know, snow on the ground, playing football in March <laughs> and April, man, it's got to be something like you never fathomed would happen. Is is that a pretty fair statement? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> now, um, looking forward to, uh, I guess, so what's the plan, man? Do you know you guys finish the season and then you go into spring practice? Or do you get some time off? You know, how, how's that working? Have you guys had that conversation with your coaches? I think we get one week off, and then it's back right into it. And then back right in, I tell you, man, that, <laughs> that to me is still uh, still surprising. It's got to be super weird, especially for planning aspect. Um, so baseball, you mentioned you play baseball. Uh, did mm-hmm. you guys not have a baseball season this year, or did you all do that in the fall? We will. I think it starts either this week or this next week. Okay. But you guys, uh, are you guys going to be in the playoffs or not? I know you said it was a rough season and only a, a win or two, but um, so I guess does that disqualify you guys from playoffs? Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure. I think our last game will be uh, this Thursday at 7. 
Okay. All right. All right. So we're getting ready for the baseball season. Uh, are you a pretty good hitter? I know you play some uh, some good defense. You're at two of the hardest defensive positions on the field. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. talk to me about the uh, the bat. Um, you know, I've been working on hand-eye coordination for football, and I think it trends, like, over to uh, the bat pretty easily, I think, for me, so. Okay. Your power hitter, you hit for average, uh, you both sides, you lefty, you righty, uh, what, what, what's going on behind the plate, I mean, beside the plate there? I'm a power hitter, uh, just righty. Okay. Uh, have we put any over the fence this year, or last year? Well, I broke my hand right before the start, and then a week after it started, COVID happened. But uh, in practice, I, I don't think I got any over the fence, but I got a lot close to the fence. Okay. And then you mentioned your coach said, hey, man, you know, this this uh, baseball thing might carry over to the next level as well. Um, you know, is is that also something, you know, like, you know, we mentioned the football camps. Or are you interested in doing any baseball camps or – or is it kind of strictly business football this summer? Yeah, I would say my top priority is football. Um, so I think I'm just going to really focus on that, especially just this summer. Okay, sounds good. Now, you play linebacker. Uh, you list yourself as an athlete. What are some of the other positions you play? Well, I played like edge. Um, so I was defensive end last year. Um, I guess I was classified as a linebacker. But I played tight end. I think I can really play any position. I could play safety, nose guard, quarterback, and, and running back. All right, so it sounds like you're a guy that just says, Coach, put me on the field somewhere, man. I'm going to go make some plays for you. Um, you know, yeah, I'm it, ready. So, <laughs> so is this your first year? Uh, I was trying to look through your huddle film. I didn't have all the time in the world. Um, is this your first year starting on varsity? So I started freshman year. Okay, so you did start freshman year. And you did say, you know, it's kind of the, the what did you say, it was a 2A type school? Um, yes, sir. All right, well, let's get a little personal on, football, on the game of football, man. Uh, tell me okay. what is or what was, I guess you could take it as your best play, best moment uh, on the football field in your career. Ooh, best play. I told you we were going to get the mm-hmm. tough one. This is tough. So, within this year and last year or just this year? Uh, you, you can go back to Pee Wee if you want, man. What's, what's what's that moment on the football field that, you know, it kind of stuck out or you just fell in love with the game? Kind of like, you know, you know what I'm saying? That you look back on it, you still smile to this day. Um. Okay. Last year, playoff game against Swain County. I came off the edge, beat the tackle, and they were doing uh, – almost like reads with the quarterback and running back, and I didn't know who had the ball. So I went and just tackled the running back and quarterback all at once, hard hit, and even their announcer was talking about how good of a hit and read that was on my part. So uh, so you, you came off the edge, you smoked that tackle, and uh, drilled that guy. You said, so I'm taking it, but it was their so announcer. So it was an away game for you guys? Yes, sir. It was like over the radio. Okay, uh, so you hit the quarterback, right? Uh, did he have? A, did he still have the ball in hand, or uh, did he just kind of wake up on I the ground? I tackled the. I tackled the quarterback and the running back at the same time. They were right, <laughs> so I just tackled both of them. <laughs> you know who that reminds me of, man? That kind of reminds me of that uh, 
Jadavion Clowney play. You know which one I'm talking about? Where he hit that Michigan, Michigan. running back. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Being, I saw being that Being a South Carolina guy now. But, you know, Jadavion actually grew up and played ball closer to you than to me down in Charleston. But, um, you know, as you're describing mm-hmm. that moment, it kind of reminded me of that Jadavion Clowney hit. Um, you know, oh, yeah. and it's so funny, you know, when I ask you the question, you kind of thought, well, I don't really know. But you see you see what I'm saying, man? There's that one play you're just kind of thinking about. It kind of gives you those warm fuzzies. Um, talk oh, to yeah. us a little bit about off the field, man, when you're pushing weight, man. What's a, what you like in the weight room? Are you a loud guy? You kind of keep your head down and go to work? You know, I mean, uh, what what you like when that uh, door closes to the weight room and your weight or strength coach starts barking out orders? Well, honestly, I like it when they're tough on me. I like it when they're, like, in my face yelling because that's just what pushes me to the max. I love it when it's just a loud environment, you know, rough environment, because I think that's when people truly get better. Okay. Um, what's your favorite lift? You got one, or are you just kind of, like, hanging out and picking up and putting things down? Favorite lift? Um, prob- probably deadlift. I'd have to go with that. Okay, so you're a dead. You like the deadlift, man. Give me some. Uh, give me some stats in the weight room. What you pushing? Uh, and, and you know, if you got any t-shirts for that seven hundred and fifty thousand pound club. Okay, um, bench. I got two seventy five, which isn't the greatest, but it'll come over time. Do you have long squat, arms? It'll come. I hit, yeah, I hope so. Squat. I hit four sixty five. This was prior to this season. So I'm going to try to hit the 500 mark before junior season. Um, deadlift. I've never maxed on deadlift. I just rep it out. So I think I've gotten – last week I got four or five for ten, which isn't the best, but I'm just trying to be explosive with it. That's not – you know, that's a pretty good goal. Uh, speaking of goals, what's your goals, uh, you know, for once the, the season's over and I guess you guys kind of transition, you know, into that whole 2021, man. You're going to be labeled as an upperclassman, you know, that junior. What's some of your what's your um, goal either as a team and personally for 2021? Um, I mean, as a team, I think it's our season it's going to be this coming year. So I think at least make it to second round of playoffs. Um, for me, I made all state as a freshman. Hopefully, I make it again this year, and then junior year, hopefully, make all state again. And uh, just try to put up. This year I averaged, well, hopefully I do good this coming up game, but I averaged 15.6 tackles a game. So maybe next season I average 18 tackles a game and maybe get some more sacks in. Just some more sacks, man. How many sack lunches did you bag last year? Last year I think I had eight. This year I've only had two, but I've had a lot of uh, tackle for losses. Okay, a lot of you. You like hanging around in the backfield. I kind of get that, man. Uh, you know, maybe 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 you should play running back on <laughs> as much as you like to be <laughs> behind that line. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to. I was going to ask you what's your favorite move, but I don't think we want to give that up. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's just say this. Uh, what is something that you try to focus on being the best at? Uh, you know, whether it be like you, you know your footwork, you want to have that quick first step, you know, or your hand. You know, kind of slap that punch. What is it that you focused on so you can be the best at? Well, I think the the main thing that when you need, especially when you watch guys that dominate in the league, like Luke Keekley, football IQ, I think that's the most important thing, and just be violent 
if someone tries to block me, you know, get mad at them for even trying to block me and just slap them away and watch, you know, the guards pull and just the key indicators that will make me a good linebacker. And that's what I was actually was going to lead to next, and uh, maybe you already answered it. Um, if there's a guy at the college or professional level that you kind of see yourself kind of, you know, you want to emulate, you don't have to be just like, I don't want to be that dude because you want to be you. You know, you want to have your yeah. own brand. Uh, but is, there, is, is that the guy? Is Luke Kuechly the guy you kind of you know, see yourself as, you know, want to play like him? Uh, I want to model my game a little bit after this dude. Maybe I want to be better. But is that kind of the guy that when you look to, you know, a, a next-level type player um, that you kind of see yourself kind of following in those same footsteps? Well, I like to take, like, a group of guys, and I want to pick the best things out of each of them so that I can combine it all to myself and just be the really the best person I can be as a football player. Okay. Sounds good, man. Um, let's see. All right. Well, there's a question I asked the offensive lineman that was on before you. Mm-hmm. It's tough out there because of the uh, transfer portal, and I'm sure you're aware of yeah. what happened to the transfer portal. Guys can play anywhere, mm-hmm. and instead of sitting out a year, then go play somewhere else. That has caused mm-hmm. a lot of coaches to not look too many too much at the high school level guys because let's face it they look at you guys and they see a 17 18 year old guy never lived outside the house with mom and dad um and they have a four hundred thousand dollars scholarship to offer that you know average for four years um what makes you that guy you know if you had your elevator pitch your mom if you're not sure what an elevator pitch is ask her when we get off the air it's your seven seconds (laughs) Like if you're on the elevator and you're going down, you got seven seconds. What makes it? What makes you the guy that a college recruiter should say, "Hey, I need to offer this cat over somebody else." Well, I think I like to look at it from a different uh, standpoint. When I view myself, as I got the size, I work harder than anyone on the field and weight room, and I'm a team player, not a me player like a lot of players nowadays. Okay, so size, and you're that uh, that warrior that just isn't going to take any place off and, and, and kind of sit and chill, get some water, and come back to the next one. Um, you know, so we got the academic side. You're doing great there. You're going to take the ACT. We got camps coming up. You know, you got baseball starting. Now, what is it, uh, you know, outside of football? Let's take everything off the book. Let's close the book on football. Let's close the book on athletics. What is, what is mm-hmm. it that you'd like to do? outside of all that you know if there's no baseball no football no camps no training no weight room you know i mean are, are you a guy you like to play card games do you like to go fishing do you like to go swimming you know what's that kind of one thing if i'm trying to get to know the whole picture of you you know what is it that you know in that little bit of downtime maybe a netflix guy you know and if so i need some recommendations but uh talk to us man give me that last little pitch man what is it what is it that you do if you're not playing any sports or, or lifting weights? Well, I like to be as outside as much as possible. Um, I love to ride jet skis, love to go fishing in the ocean, pond, lake. Um, love to ride four-wheelers, just hang out with the uh, kids. I do like to play video games when I am inside or watch Netflix. But, yeah, I love to lift weights really on my own time away from the team. And, uh I'd like to play a little bit of a top golf. It's not real golf, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that top golf, man, there's one in Myrtle Beach now, and that seems to be like 
you know, the thing for everybody to go to. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. It's kind of hard to get into these days, but um, I tell you what, man, it's mm-hmm. been a pleasure. I'm glad you reached out. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get your coach on soon. I know he started following us today. Uh, love to have some more of your teammates on as well. Uh, you know, because we, we know we, we got all our friends and, and people in North Carolina, man. We're Southern Sports Central. We're not South Carolina Sports Central. Um, it just, you know, we're based out of here. We kind of know a lot of the coaches. But that's what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to grow. Wanted to get oh, yeah. to know you, your head coach. So um, give, him, give him a shout-out. Thank him for his time. Thank your family for your time. Uh, being away from mm-hmm. them, joining us tonight. And I thank you from Richie and I at Southern Sports Central, man. Great to meet you. Hope to keep following you along. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, a quick question. Were you invited to the um, prep showcase there in North Carolina? Yes, sir, I was. Cool, because we're covering the South Carolina one. We will probably be uh, be representing Jeff at the North Carolina one as well, so maybe we get to see you face-to-face. Other than that, brother, uh Keep doing what you're doing. Good luck in your last game, and good luck this summer. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, folks, we're checking out now. We are leaving Monroe, North Carolina. We have got one last visit. we got Coach Iceman on from Lotta High School. He'll be joining us next. We're at 8 o'clock. That would, that, you know what that means? We need to hit the buttons. We need to reset. We need to get the studio rolling because 8 o'clock, we got Coach Iceman coming in next, and then we're going to sign off for the night and get to that national championship game. So stay tuned. We're going to a quick break. We'll be right back. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town The arena is empty, except for one man Still driving and striving as fast as he can The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long ago somebody left with the cup But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns And thinking of someone for whom he still burns He's going the distance
Now, back to Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. All right, folks, we got Eugene here. It's 8 o'clock, and we got the man of the hour, the coach at the top of the hour. We're in the coaches' show, the coaches' part of this show at 8 o'clock tonight. We had some great ballers on with us, but without further ado, we're headed to the home of the Vikings. Uh, the, the, the captain, uh, you know, is leading the ship over there, and Coach Eisman at Lotta High School. What's going on, Coach? How you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How about you? Oh, man, I'm good. Uh we uh, decided to take this beautiful day that we had here in the low country, and uh, it's kind of a little bit of noise behind. You can hear some fans blowing. We got the smokers rolling. We got some chickens. We got some ribs. We got some beef ribs. We got pork ribs. We got some uh, bratwurst. And earlier we had some salmon on the smoker. Figure if the wood prices were going to go up, we're going to take advantage of it and smoke them all in one shot. But uh, I tell you, man, it's been a beautiful day. It's kind of that spring weather. You know what that means, buddy. Spring ball is right around the corner. Uh, now, you were part of you know, the coaching fraternity. We understand that. All the coaches, you know, are part of the South Carolina Coaches Association. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, either you saw it here or heard it from some friends in, in the coaching industry, you know, that there was a chance we weren't going to have spring practice. Uh, what did you hear, you know, or what did you think when, uh, A, you, you heard there might not be spring practice, and uh, what are your thoughts when you heard that, Game on. We've got full spring practice uh, starting here in a couple of weeks. Right. Well, you know, obviously we missed out on it last year and, uh, you know, had a shortened summer. So, obviously that made it very difficult. And, and especially in our case, it made it difficult because I had a very young football team. So, you know, those are critical hours and critical time to really, you know, start to gel and, um, you know, to start to kind of get your kids prepared. Um, you know, obviously at first it, it was kind of – I guess the, maybe the thinking was because, you know, early in the year, open season was shut down for other sports. But, you know, in our case, I, I felt like, you know, we deserved it because it's not like we're, you know, we weren't missing out on open season for this year. We we already missed out on open season for this year um, because of last spring. So this spring is, is is in preparation for next year. So, you know, in my opinion, we deserved it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that we're going to get the opportunity. 
Yeah, man, and I, you know, I was looking through, uh, forgive me, I was, you know, trying to find a whole lot of stats and things on you guys, uh, but what I did notice is this, you're in a tough region, uh, you know, you had a, a, you know, a team that, that played for the state championship, you had an Andrews team that you guys played that could have been the state championship, I mean, uh, what's it like, man, it sounds, it looks like uh, Friday night's a murderous row for you guys. Yeah, I mean, our our region is super athletic. You know, um, if you just took, you know, the 11 guys on the field both ways on, on each team in our region and took the 11 guys from any, you know, bigger school around us, we could compete, man. It's, it comes down to a numbers game. But as far as just, the, you know, the guys that we put on the field both ways, our our, our region is super athletic. You you know, you're not going to step on the field and out-athlete anybody in our region. Um and we had we had two really tremendous teams in our region. They they played each other in the lower state to uh, go to the state championship. So it just kind of proofs in the pudding with that. Yeah, no doubt. We've had uh, you know the coaches on here with us a couple times, uh, especially you know the coach over there at Andrews. He's a big time supporter of the show here. Uh, so introduce us. You know, uh, I had to do a little research, but for those listening, those who don't know you, um, you know, introduce us. Give us your background, man. Where'd you play your ball? I'm assuming you played in high school, maybe a little bit in college. Uh, you know, not even sure if you played NFL, man. I was trying to do some research on you, but I'm going to let you do the talking, man. You Give us your background, you know, your, your playing days to coaching days and what brought you there at a lot of high school. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, I'm, so I'm, a, I'm a native of Florence, played at West Florence, um, played for Coach Calabrese, and then played for Coach Woodbury um, during my time, and then, Played college football at, at Methodist University, which is a Division three school in Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, which kind of led to me to start my coaching career in North Carolina. Spent some time in the Goldsboro area and then moved over to Dixon High School, which is um, just a little bit above Wilmington, and that's kind of where I, I got my first chance to be a head coach. And uh, I was there for four years and then, you know, got the opportunity to, to get closer to home and be closer to my family. So the opportunity came up in Atlanta and, um, just completed my sixth year, and you know, so it's been good. I've enjoyed, you know, being back in, um, you know, being back in Florence and being back around my family. I got you, man. So, uh, you, you know, what positions did you play there in high school and college? Uh, I was offensive lineman. Um, played uh, played left guard in high school, and then and played left guard in college. All right. So, so you played your days up there, Methodist in North Carolina. Uh, and, and you got your first job. You said your first uh, coaching job at high school level there in North Carolina. Um, so who was it that gave you that kind of first first opportunity to you know put on a, put on a cap or a visor instead of a helmet and pick up a notepad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like I said, it's kind of a, a interesting situation. I I was only 24 um, when I got a chance to be a head coach. We uh, Ray Swainy was our head football coach up there at Dixon. And he was in the the Army Reserve. Um, so one spring, he actually he was deployed. He was deployed overseas, and so he came to me and um, asked me if I would step in as the interim while I was gone. And you know, of course, uh, being young and naive, not realizing what I was getting myself into, of course, I, I jumped at the opportunity. And, um, and like I said, just being young, it allowed me to make a lot of mistakes and and learn. And uh, I'm very thankful for that, um, you know, that opportunity. It's just, like I said, a weird kind of special situation that kind of, uh, you know, sped my career up. Career up. 
Phil, you're 24 years old coaching football as a head coach. You know, you, you played on the offensive line in high school. You probably remember some things from your head coach and position coach, same as the collegiate level. But, you know, so what did you do, man? I mean, that's a, that's a young buck. You're a young buck out there coaching young bucks. They aren't that much younger than you. Uh, you know, how do you how do you turn that into, you know, A, you got to relate to them, but you're not that much older, to also, too, I'm the head guy, so i got to demand that respect. Right, right. Well, I think the first thing, uh, just obviously being young and naive, you know, I didn't know any better, so I just kind of jumped in. Um, you know, and, it, you know, obviously being young, I related to the kids well. and But, you know, it's, it's like anything else. You know, you just set boundaries and, and set expectations and, and hold them to it, and, and they respect that. And, you know, having that relationship when they know you care about them and you're willing to, you know, to go, you know, go the extra mile for them, I think it, you know, it reciprocates. Um, but, you know, in, being up there in Wilmington, we were very close to the Marine base up there um, around Jacksonville. And I was actually fortunate to have a couple Marine colonels um, on my football staff. So, A, it was very intimidating because I have these guys that command troops and, and go to battle who were, you know, uh, twice my age looking at me for decisions. But it also they helped me a lot from the leadership standpoint. So, um, you know, really, really indebted to those guys because, you know, anybody that can step in and, and lead men and lead men into battle, um, you know, obviously they have a lot to – they can teach you about leadership. All right, so i got to ask you, man, you know, we're, we're a family show, so we're going to keep it PG-13. Uh, you've got to have some very good quotes from some – yeah, you know where I'm going. Some of those quotes from uh, some of those Marines, man, I, I find myself on the football field today dropping some of that stuff from my grandfather, and then I kind of kind of close my eyes going, where did that come from? Um, you know, just those some old wives tales is what we call it, but for men. Uh, so any any of those you can share with us uh, on the radio? Uh, I won't be honest. I can't think of any quotes. I think more or less with these guys what was just memorable was the stories. Um, obviously, they do have some stories that I, I can't tell, but uh, just the situations they might. They, one of them, uh, Colonel Morrow, who worked with me, he might show up at practice and Ten minutes ago, he might have just got off the helicopter from the Pentagon, and that was it was as real as that. And you know, he's he's sitting there with me, and I'm I'm telling him what we're going to do during the inside drill, and he's telling me how much he's you know pissed off at the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> you know that that just that you know comparison together just was uh man. I look back and thought, wow, that was that was a really cool experience. So then, uh, so you said you were there for a while. Uh, and, and kind of had that interest in coming home. Now, you, we've had a few coaches on who are like yourself. You know, they either grew up in South Carolina or maybe they grew up somewhere else. So they started coaching there in North Carolina and, and kind of found their way to South Carolina, man. Uh, what's the difference? Now, we're not, you know, saying one's better than the other unless you want to. That's up to you. But, you know, this is your show. Um, you know, what's the difference that you see between North Carolina and South Carolina as far as, you know, whether it be coaching or, or, or support of football or the type of athletes, you know, what is it that makes one kind of stick out to you more so than the other? Um, I think the biggest thing, I mean, because, you know, there's good coaches everywhere. I think the biggest thing is just the commitment. Um, it's just the commitment to football. I mean, I think coming into South Carolina, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's unknown, you know, football is king. You know, in North Carolina – uh, the the association up there is very everything's very you know uh, the emphasis is not put on one thing and and not that South Carolina does that but I think it, again it goes back to the commitment I mean South Carolina for lack of a better word South Carolina pays more 
I mean, you know, when, when you pay more, when you're paying your coaches yeah. and paying them for the time that they put in, you're going to attract better people. I mean, it's as simple as that. So, I mean, shoot, I, yeah, we, I came to Atlanta, but I bet half of Ori County from North Carolina. We've had uh, several coaches on the show that coached, uh, even some that you probably know in the state of South Carolina, that coached until they could qualify for retirement in North Carolina, and then they came on down to South Carolina and got a head coaching uh, gig as well. And like one coach told us, he said, man, it's sweet. You get two checks. <laughs> but um, Right, right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to throw you off a little bit now that we're talking about coaches and whatnot. Um, give me a coach that has influenced you the most uh, as a player and as a coach yourself? Um, has so many. I'm trying to trying to point one. You know, I, I probably I'll be honest with you. I probably go back to probably my college coach, my college offensive line coach. Um, he was a former Marine himself, and I just think the you know obviously the, the things he taught us, but the unique unique way he went about uh, you know forcing us to to really gel and and become a family and become one on the offensive line. I I felt like that was pretty special, and and so I kind of always kind of lean on that and look back at a lot of things he taught us and a lot of things I didn't understand at the time or like, but I look back now and kind of understand the method to his madness. I got you. Well, as a fellow head coach and a member of the South Carolina Coaches Association, now, look, I don't want to put you on the spot and make you pick one dude because there are a lot of great coaches, but, you know, is there somebody, kind of one of your, um, I don't want to say coworkers because you don't work together, you're competitors. Is there that dude in the state, man, that you look at and you're like, eh, he runs a pretty darn good program, man. You know, I kind of like what this guy's doing. Is there a do? Is there a guy or a couple guys like that? You know, you look around the state. Maybe you kind of uh, sit next to them at the coaches' association and kind of talk shop. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough, man. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. I. I tell you, I. I really. You know, I'm a small uh, high school head coach and. I really, I, you know, and at a rural school, so I really respect the guys that, you know, that are kind of in my situation. I, I No offense to the other coaches, but I think some of the coaches in our state are a little blinded at times when they, you know, these bigger schools with all the great facilities and the athletes running all over it, I think they lose sight of, uh, you know, what it really takes. But I'm be honest, I really respect, you know, we talked about him earlier, we respect Scott Durham down at Andrews. I think the, you know, to see the teams he puts on the field every year, um, you know, obviously he has good athletes, but I think the way they run their program and uh, I think their culture, and that's why they have success year in and year out. So, like I said, I really respect the guys that are really successful in situations like mine. I got you. That makes sense. Um, yeah, Scott, I kind of uh, uh, an interesting guy. And, you know, I tell you when the um, – uh, the vote was about to drop uh, about the spring practice and, and the season. and Or at least, you know, we knew going into that meeting it was more than just spring practice. Now, they, they did come off that a little bit and table some of the other stuff, um, which we'll talk about next. Uh, you know, so, so we did talk about the spring practice. Now, the season, 10 games this year, it was six games, maybe seven if we didn't make the playoff. Uh, what do you you know? What do you hope for? Do you hope for you know the eleven week ten game schedule? You're hoping to, to start after Labor Day, or do you hope that, or did you like what we had this year, where the emphasis was pretty much a hundred percent on your region? 
I'll be honest, I really hope we kind of uh, can get back to kind of the, the normal, you know, normal uh, season that we've had in the past. I, I like the 11 games with the bye week. Um, I think it's tough to have 10 straight games with no break. And so um, I'm hoping for that. I mean, I'm, like, I'm hoping for a full season because, you know, obviously our, our situation this year, our kids only played three games, and, and that was it. So, like I said, I, I, hope we, I hope we get a normal season, a normal 11-game season. That's kind of what I would like. Or okay. Well, that season, sounds, I mean. Yeah, you, you, you actually are um... – uh, I'll say you're in toto with all of your uh, fellow coaches. You know, I, they're only uh, – I think only one coach has said, yeah, I kind of like it like this, you know. A lot of guys do want to start after Labor Day. They said it does eliminate some of the um, headache, you know, with hurricanes and, and storms and even the temperature thing. But they didn't want to, A, they didn't want to lose a 10-game schedule. And, B, they really – you know, they were like, well, if we had to push the All-Star games a week – I'm okay with that after the state championship. But, and my next question is to you, and I think I already know how you're going to answer this, is they didn't want to cut playoffs, like not to what they had this year. Because, and we've heard over and over again, regions such as yourself, such as that 4A region mm-hmm. there in Horry, in Horry County, there are a ton of teams. You know, you go back to, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the school now, that was a three seed. It might have been Batesburg, Leesville, or, or or Gilbert that won the state title. You know, so so you know, is, is, do you agree with those guys? You don't want to cut your state playoffs, uh, you know, or, or are you good with you know the the top two from each region get in and have uh, I guess as some call it higher quality opponents each week. Uh, I definitely don't agree with cutting. I mean, you know, again, you look at our region. You know, I, I'm biased, but. I had two teams in my region that played in the lower state this year. Uh, I feel like without a shadow of a doubt, we were going to finish third if COVID didn't get us. And I feel like even finishing third in our region, we were one of the, you know, we were one of the better teams and deserved to be in the, you know, the lower state playoffs. But by the new way of doing things, we wouldn't get in. Um, I mean, facts are facts. You know, we especially at our, you know, in high school football, you know, talent cycles. And so one region might be really top-heavy, might be really good compared to another one. So, uh, I think that allowing more teams in, you know, allows us to find um, and really find a true champion. Plus, you know, the kids work extremely hard. I think they deserve it. Um, I can't remember what year it was. It's back. It might have been the 2009-10, somewhere there. You know, a Wilson team out of Florence went 5-5 five and five and then won the state title. But by the new you know, way of doing things, they might not have got in. So, uh, I definitely, you know, don't agree with it. And, uh Without going into details, I don't think the motive is <laughs> is what they want you to think it is. So I, I hope that I right. hope we keep the same playoff format. All right. Well, uh, I don't want to keep you terribly long because I know we got a national championship game tonight. Uh, real quick, before we uh, finish up with some of your ballers, uh, who you got tonight, man? You got the Zags or do you have the Bears? Man, that's that's tough. Um, but I don't know. It's tough to go against uh, the Zags. I mean, they've they played extremely good basketball, and I think they got tested, you know, probably maybe for the first few times the other night. But uh, UCLA tested them, them hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you think maybe the Zags, if you had to pick, you know, the proverbial gun to your head. I don't, I don't like to use that expression anymore because people get really upset <laughs> about it. <but laughs> you take my point. Right, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
and you're hearing a lot of my granddaddy come out and me. Uh, he was a baseball guy. I grew up a baseball guy, although now I just I work with football and train kickers. Um, but so, all right, so now 2021's rolling around. you got spring practice. Hopefully we get summer. Fingers and toes crossed and everything, you know, we can cross and knock on wood. Uh, full season in the fall. Talk to us, man. I know you had some young ballers. What do you have this year? These mm-hmm. guys, I know they played three games, but they are a year older, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit stronger, maybe a little faster. Uh, t- tell us uh, about some of these ballers for 2021. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, we're really excited. I, I have a really good group of skill guys coming back. Um, we did graduate a lot on the offensive line, so I think that's the that's the biggest thing in the spring and through the summer is when we can find a group up front. Um, that we can count on, I think we're going to be pretty dangerous because we got a young quarterback um, in Cartrell Townsend and he's going to be really special. And we bring back a, a big running back. Um, so we bring back, and we bring back two seniors at receiver. So we, we bring back some, some skill pieces that we're really excited about, that we feel good about. If we can just we can find the five guys up front to, to protect everybody, I think we're going to be all right. All right, well, let's talk about the other side of the – the line of scrimmage. Now, I get it. You're you're a smaller school. Dudes play both ways. Uh, so yeah, but let's you know we don't want to get that defensive coordinator you know feeling like he's left out. Man, <laughs> talk about his. You know what I'm saying? Talk about that goon squad over there. You know, trying to keep him out the end zone. Yeah, yeah. So we you know we're gonna be a little bit different this year. We uh we're, we're bringing in a new defensive coordinator. Um, so you know we'll we'll look a little different in the scheme we run. But we we again we bring back. A bunch of young guys from last year. We bring back some, a lot of experience at the linebacker position. We bring back a senior, um, and Andrew Bryant, who's going to be really good. And we bring back a couple of different starters um, at the inside spot. So we feel good about our inside, you know, our linebacker group. We feel really good about our secondary group. It's kind of the same thing. We got to find those guys up front. We got to find uh, some defensive linemen, and um, kind of the same thing. If we find the guys in the trenches, I think. Uh, I think both ways are going to be pretty solid. Now, you mentioned – you kind of chuckled and you mentioned that new D.C. coming in, man. Uh, who'd you hire and where'd he come from? Uh, we hired Coach Buddy Wright, and he is coming to us from Alabama. He uh, His high school sweetheart that he made is from – is living in the Columbia area, so he's making the move to to be with her, and we are very fortunate to land him. He's – Brings a ton of like head coaching experience and other coaching experience, so he was a uh, he was a big time man for us. So we're excited. I guess, man. Well, uh, uh, tell me about this recruiting job, man. What'd you guys have to do for her, man? You give her some gear, you maybe some hats, some new shirts. Uh, <laughs> she 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 get a special seat back chair at the games. I mean, you know, what's what's the I, secret, brother? Cause it sounds like she was your uh, uh, secret weapon, your ace in the hole. Yeah, she she definitely was the key because he. He pretty much told me he was coming to South Carolina, job or not. So, fortunately, the timing was right, and we had an opening, and he was looking. Uh, so, it just it, it worked out, and we were able to snatch him up before somebody else did. Awesome, man. But I tell you, if we uh, get up that way, we want to stop in and uh, check out the Vikings. You know, we, we've talked to so many high school coaches throughout the state. Um, our goal here is this, man, you know, we hope to show up at the next uh, coaches association meeting. You know, Richie started this thing with a, a tip and some push uh, from Coach McKissick about 12 years ago. Our our goal is to give a voice and a platform to you guys, coaches, players, right. you know, athletic directors, principals. You know, we had a couple teachers on. 
so anytime, man, you want to open up the door, send us some guys. We'd love to feature your guys uh, on here. You know, we co- we have the ladies sports, the ladies athletes on here as well. Uh, but definitely, man, anytime, you know, if, if there's a guy you want to get some exposure, they want to get a chance to learn what an interview is like, man. We'd love to have them on. Uh, we'd welcome, you know, your assistant coaches as well. Uh, because that's what we want to do here. We just want to create that platform, let you guys know the door's open all the way, um, you know, and, and we're working on a couple things. We're working on some uh, presentations, kind of PowerPoint presentations for you guys. Maybe either we come in and give or you guys can share, you know, with your assistants and players about social media, recruiting, do's and don'ts, that kind of thing, nutrition. So, uh, again, man, it's been great connecting with you. We definitely hope to have you on soon. And, uh, Definitely look forward to interviewing some of your ballers either before, uh, during, if, if there's an opportunity for that, and definitely after the season. Awesome, awesome. Well, like I said, I, I really appreciate it, man. And you know, anything positive like this is, is huge, and any type of exposure is um, is always good. So again, I, I appreciate the opportunity. All right, brother. Well, go enjoy the game. If you catch up the basketball, I told everybody that was listening, we're gonna cut the show as soon as. Uh, as soon as Coach Eisman, is it Eisman or Eisman? Eisman. The S is kind of like a Z. Eisman. That's right. Okay. I was wondering that. I figured that. All right, cool. Because if we could have come yeah. up with some cool yeah. Iceman things, man, from Top Gun <laughs> Sorry. for you. But <laughs> with the crap, That's right. I tell you. All right, buddy. Well, it's been great connecting with you, man. We definitely look forward to having you on again. Uh, definitely look forward to watching you guys and following you guys this summer and uh, leading into the fall and the season. So, Best of luck to you guys, man. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, bud. Later. All right. Bye. All right, folks. Well, that was Coach Eisman from Lotta High School. He was born in Florence, uh, went to college in North Carolina, and cut his teeth in the coaching ranks in North Carolina. Uh, the opportunity presented itself to kind of move back closer to home, move back closer to family, get that big-time support. Uh, it has been a great show, as we said earlier. We're going to cut it a little bit short tonight. We've got a big-time national championship game uh, starting. It's uh, supposed to start at 9 o'clock. We know what that means. It'll be about 9.15. But I want to give you guys a chance to get your snacks, get your drinks, get settled in, check out that game. It's been a great show. I uh, want to send a shout-out to Richie, the big guy, the hostess with the Moses, had the afternoon off. He does have some people in town, so he's kind of being another type of host. He's being the tour guide host this afternoon. Um and we will welcome him back Thursday night for a show that's already kind of pre-planned. If you're following along last Thursday night, uh, there were some server technology issues out of our control. So it looks like we have pretty much the same lineup set up. Uh, we'll get in touch with you guys and put that out tomorrow night, Tuesday night. You know what that means? If Everett Sands will have his show, uh, you know, coming at you guys live from 6 p.m. And then we'll be joining you again Thursday afternoon. Again, from Eugene, Southern Sports Central, it's been a great show. I want to thank our guest tonight. Started off at 6.30 with Will Gauss, offensive lineman from Oceanside. 7 p.m., we had Lenore Sellers, quarterback from South Florence. 7.30, Connor Bradley, um, up in North Carolina, superstar linebacker. Hits like a truck, runs like a deer, and he's getting as big as a truck as well. And then we ended our show, of course, with the closer tonight, Coach Eisman, head coach at a lot of high school. It's been fun. It's been real. We will definitely see you guys on Thursday night. Stay tuned for the lineup. Stay tuned for the schedule. Uh, and enjoy the game tonight. It should be a great one. 
Uh, it looks like bringing back over the poll one last time, uh, over 80% of our listeners chose Gonzaga to win. I think, you know, that's where I'm leaning going into this game. So we'll see you on the other side, and uh, we'll also try to tweet out some scoring updates throughout the afternoon. Take care, everyone. God bless. People say you, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing, and it's totally true. And the reason is, uh, is because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. After all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. The only way to become a master of something is to be really with it. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others who are. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like in order to go on spending things you don't like or doing things you don't like and to teach your children to follow in the same track. If you're not willing to risk, you cannot grow. And if you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. And if you cannot become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. Sometimes I have to pull myself out of bed and say, come on, Glenn. Things I know I should do, I don't do. Things I shouldn't do, I do. I found that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. So deciding as you look at your life, as you look into the future and say, what fears am I holding on to? What fears that I'm allowing to imprison me is keeping me from breaking out, that's keeping me from living up to my true potential, that's keeping me from really being happy, that's keeping me from having a sense of adventure and excitement in my life. What's, what's keeping me from controlling my destiny? You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in your ability. You've got to believe in your service, your company, your ideas, unquestionably. You've got to have faith, and that faith gives you patience. That is not going to happen as quickly as you want it to happen. Failure is a detour, not a dead end. Perseverance is the key. You can believe you deserve to win. You can feel that you determine your results. You can feel incredibly motivated and inspired. And you can practice. But unless you put in the perseverance in actual effort, all the training in the world won't help you unless you hang in there when the going gets tough. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight, to work day and night for to give up your time, your peace, and your peace, all that you dream and scheme is about. Life seems useless and worthless without it. And if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it, and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, and if you simply go after this thing that you want with all of your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, and stern personality, if neither cold poverty, famish, and dull, sickness, and pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want, if dogged and grim, you besiege and defend it with the help of God's will. 